Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. I'm your host, Vroom. <laughs> I'm your host, Al White. Room. I was thinking about because we now do our, our We Are Geeks shows, the horror franchise stuff, and we started doing them internationally now. So sometimes mm. we do them when we're on different continents. So I've changed that opening spiel to in these rooms rather than in this room. Mm-hmm. So I got caught between words. Bang, you said rooms. But today we're actually in one room. We're in one yes, singular room again. Are. My preferred way to podcast, because I can see people's faces. If you say something I don't like, I can just smack you in the head. <laughs> okay, keep the distance. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, both, you're all alarmingly far away. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Al White, and the voices that you can hear are the Honorable Tanner Oshida. Hello, good evening, or good morning, or good day, or wherever you are. Yeah, good. glad you covered all the bases. <laughs> uh, Haruka Abe. Happy Halloween. You look like Adam's family today, it's great. Thanks. And <laughs> very first appearance on our podcast. We've been trying to get you on here for how long now? Months and months and months. Many of those weeks. Many of those weeks. Which become months. Yeah. Uh, Lee, is it Comely or Comely or Comely? You should know this by now. I never said Comely. Yeah. I've never said your second name. No. Yeah. Well, now you have. Uh, Comely. And again, why Comely. would you? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. With you a name just, like that, why would you want to say it? Yeah. You just lead me. <laughs> just lead. I have that with loads of people. Even with Haruka on you for years and years and years. I've, realized I've never really said your second name out loud. And Do you then, know my second name? I bet it was how you told oh, me okay. to say it. Okay. But this was like, do you remember it was a year ago or something when we were going to do the Danny Boyle podcast? Mm. And I said to you before, I feel really embarrassed, but I want to make sure I get your name right. And we've <laughs> known each other for seven years, but I don't know exactly <laughs> how to put it. Back. Because as we may have found out today, you're quite pernickety with your pronunciation. Pernickety. <laughs> pernickety. Mm. Pernickety. Mm. And we'll probably That's get to that later. Word. That's an English word for you there. Freebie. Yeah, I like it. Just gave it to you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, cherish it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy we Halloween. are indeed Halloween. recording this on Halloween night. By the time it goes up, however, it'll be the day after, so it's done. Which it's is November. It. So we were going to do two weeks of Halloween specials originally. Last week, if you go back to episode 83, we picked through Halloween movies uh, through the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was on that? Uh, you were on that. I was on that. Tanro. Haruka was? No. Yeah, Haruka was on It was three well. of us, no? Yeah, just yeah, us three. Yeah, yeah. You have no recollection yeah. of this. <laughs> I was heavily jet-lagged, I remember. So I was oh, and you remember? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't remember. Yeah. I was probably too drunk. It was literally yeah, a week maybe. ago. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was too traumatic. Oh, yeah. maybe, well. Oh, and now I'm 30 since then. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You're an old boy. Oh, Happy my birthday, Thank you very much, Lee. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Sorry, Too much Mario. Um, yeah, so we went through, if you want to know horror stuff, if you are listening to this after Halloween, but still in the mood for horror, go back to episode 83. We do a really comprehensive list of the best 15 Netflix horror movies you should watch on UK and on the US, because we flew from country to country just to find out what you should be watching. Dedication. I know, we care. Um, Thank you for flying with VPN. (laughs) We also picked out, (laughs) we also picked out, they're listening. (laughs) Uh, our favorite horror films of all time, which we talked about a little bit, not exhaustively, but some of them. And then just all the horror films that have come out so far in 2017 and which ones we suggest and don't. Um, so it's a good episode to go and listen to if you're still in the Halloween spirit. We were going to be talking about Halloween games in episode 84, which is where you're at right now. Hmm. That's this one. Hmm. Um, but we're not now. We're going to briefly touch on that at the end of the podcast. So we will give some horror um, nods. But it's been such a big fucking week. So much stuff. 
so much so stuff. much stuff so everyone's been like this is the apocalypse for geekdom of like two minute thing everything's going to melt down how are people going to be able to digest everything the you know, answer is you don't have to <laughs> it's a happy apocalypse or you could do it piece <laughs> by piece there was so much good stuff but so yeah in the last seven days what have we had we've had thor ragnarok come into cinemas Ooh. a week early in the uk <laughs> so we've all actually seen it i've seen it twice saruka's seen it twice <laughs> Suckers. The other two here have seen it once. It's just coming out. It's not even out in America yet. Once was enough. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. Super Mario Odyssey came out. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus came out. Assassin's Creed Origins came out. That was all on the same day. Uh, Jigsaw came out in cinemas. And Stranger Things Season 2. Oh, yeah. They're all the big boys. Um, plenty of stuff. And we've got opinions on all of them other than Jigsaw. But I do have some... Uh, people who aren't around this table who have given me information on their thoughts on Jigsaw, so we'll briefly mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're mostly going to be focusing on those, and then we're going to be doing our normal releases and box office, but there's not much coming out this week because everything got out of the way of all of the big releases last week, <laughs> <laughs> which is a sensible way to be. So, first of all, though, before we get into that, Lee. Hello. Who the fuck are you? Who am I? It's yes. a question I constantly ask myself. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. I still don't know. Uh, I end 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 done end of podcast Uh, no I'm an actor and broadcaster from here in the UK Uh, and yeah that's me that's all that defines me that's it unfortunately that's that's entirely (laughs) it notice the pronunciation yes 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 very good Yes. Excellent. Yes. Pronunciation. Good excellent. radio voice. I was doing a test a second ago and I was like, you have a great podcast <laughs> yeah. voice. Though. Try my best. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to know, Al? What do well, you want to know? So we just like to give people a few little facts about you. And it could be food, movies, books, music, uh, sexual positions, whatever it is that you define <laughs> who you are. I feel on my first podcast, we shouldn't delve that far <laughs> into my personal life. Are you coming back? Uh, well, we'll see Otherwise, how it goes. Say what you want. <laughs> because how you treat me, girl. you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Tell us anything about you that might help people. Because I know who you are. We've worked together on a feature film, uh-huh. uh, which is under wraps at the moment, but we'll be Shh. talking about sometime soon. Very apt. Don't say thanks. Yes. Uh, Haruka worked with you on that as well. <laughs> Tamro worked with you a little bit in some little regards. Bit. So yeah. we all know you. It's all a fever mm-hmm. dream. So that's the first hurdle over. Yes. Otherwise, you're just a stranger in our house. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how you cast me. I just yeah. arrived. <laughs> that is. That's in your house. But for people at home, they probably, you're not, you are just of a stranger course. in their ears. So. Well, yes. some people do recognize your face, right? That's true. Uh, well, that's, that's one thing. Uh, yeah. but I, I doubt anyone listening will recognize <laughs> well, look, we had a tiny, face. tiny crew for this thing and our sound guy recognized <laughs> <laughs> that's, Okay, true. fair enough. Okay, so uh, in, in terms of broadcasting, for about 10 years, I've been a journalist. And um, so if you're based in the UK and you happen to be in the Midlands and around there, then you might have seen my strange looking face on ITV Central reading the news and all that kind of stuff agreed and if you haven't go to YouTube and type in Lee Cumley because it's great very special clips come up it's great when you type that. make sure it's YouTube you it's a real uh, 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 you know, your voice is so deep it's crazy you put on this great like deep broadcaster voice I love it I love it turn on broadcaster mode you know? yeah so um, but aside from that and obviously relating to the kind of stuff we're talking about here in terms of gaming quite a big gamer uh, big kind of broad range of stuff that I like music pretty open to anything and same with films we keep having this argument that you think I hate horror films which is not true no, at I all you just think I hate horror films yeah. yeah okay fine fine you can challenge me on that later what okay well just come up like is there a I mean what is your favourite 
food dish, what's your, what's, a, what's a, one of your favorite games of all time? Favorite game of, uh, of all time and is probably Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Or Half-Life 2. Oh, good choices. Uh, With the episodes afterwards? Yes, but there's something about that initial Half-Life oh, really? 2 that I think it just came along at a certain, you know, there's certain obviously bits of media that come along at certain points in your life. That came along at just an absolute perfect watching. moment where I could really enjoy that. And what, were you playing it on PC or were you playing it on PC? Play on PC, yeah. But, yeah. See, for me, I played Half-Life 2 when it went to Orange Box um, and it yeah. came with those two episodes. So for me, it's very synonymous. Like, I, I quite often still say Half-Life 2 is one of my favorite games, but for me, it's like you have to have those episodes well, because that completes that. Especially thing. episode two. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And the cliffhanger, which, you know, we're still getting Don't the... Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Still going to get the resolution to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that with Portal as well. Oh, goodness oh, me. Oh, Portal. Um, so that's why I wanted you here though because like you're a nice boy but also <laughs> you're, you're a super super geek with games like you know a lot about games you're my mm-hmm. Switch friend um, you I mean you have a PS4 you have on and off an Xbox One um, yeah. but a Switch is like you're playing a lot of Switch playing a lot of Switch a lot more than I ever expected to but mm. yes absolutely love the Switch were you a day one Switch buyer? Uh, I was and I was completely turned on to it from that even that initial launch thing I felt like it was a system that was completely made for me. Just seeing all the different use cases they put out in that one video, I was like, I need that system. And now, we keep saying this all the time, I just want everything on the Switch. Yeah. Please. Well, yeah, that's what we're saying. Like, everybody on podcasts always going, oh, that game would be so good on the Switch. Every game. Every game. <laughs> you want every game to be able to take with you on a train or yeah. a plane or an automobile. Yeah. Why well, are you a PSP user as, as well? I've got a Vita. Yeah. Mm. I've got a Vita, but that unfortunately is kind of just dusting dust mm. in mm. a drawer at the moment. And I think I use that for indie games all the time. Mm. Whereas well, now yeah. Switch, obviously. Yeah. Indie games. You switch yeah. to Switch. I switch to Switch. Like all um, the good yeah, that's the same with Vita. I mean like Vita was a great handheld. It's, it yeah. still is, particularly before the Switch came out. And there's yeah. a huge library of great games in there. Absolutely. Yeah. But for me, yeah, I don't do much um mobile gaming. Mm. You know? I'm, I'm, when I say that I mean not on mobile phones, but I mean uh, what's the word on the go pocket yeah. console yeah yeah like handheld gaming kind of mm-hmm. thing like, what, do you play your Switch more undocked than docked or which way around do you do it I, I think one of the reasons I really like the Switch is that it fits my life in the kind of I say early 30s but I'm 33 so I don't know if that's mid 30s or what now but you know it being able to pick something up, take it with me when I'm on a train or I'm traveling or I'm going wherever or even just sitting in bed I don't always want to sit in front of the big telly and you know play my console yeah. on the big tally so just being able to have that flexibility but then still being able to play the same games because that's what the promise of Vita was you were getting these console quality games but then there were different games when you sat down with your Playstation whereas yeah. this it's the one experience mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it's compromised yeah. yeah and that's why I love it so much well we're talking about this one as well like I'm frustrated because mm-hmm. I want cloud. Like, I bought Stardew Valley on Switch and on Xbox One I like my ecosystem on Xbox One I like yeah. the pad I like playing on TVs most of the time I like getting achievements but for when I am going to bed or when I am going on a train or something or a plane, I'd love to be able to continue playing with Stardew Valley if only developers would implement cloud saves between consoles. I would happily then pay, well, I have already, pay twice for the same <laughs> game if I knew I can cross-play you know, my saves, basically, which I feel has to be a one-day, the step that companies are like, you know what, this is better for everyone because we'll sell more copies across the board like this, I feel, maybe. Is there a negative? I don't think there is. No, not at all. No. Um, I think ultimately, I think the Switch has kind of shown there is a, an appetite for handheld gaming in a new kind of way. And I wonder whether Sony and Microsoft are going to 
yeah. take some cues from that. So they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, because it's not playing everything. It's just playing if it's out on both, then they've already yeah, exactly. ported it. So why not just allow that cloud yeah. safe? And I feel that should be a developer thing. I don't know what litigious stuff there might be. You know, I feel that's the developers are just like, well. Because mm. it's not like you're doing any, well, I don't know. I'm not a developer. <laughs> but it's not anything really with processing. It's just simply cloud safe. That's yeah. what you're talking uh, about. It's not yeah. copyright issue or anything. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe. Right? No. I mean, I guess you would have to have your own separate account system. And maybe it's that whole right. kind Do of like infrastructure. That pe- yeah, store kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe. Um, anything else you want to share about yourself? Or should we move on with our lives? Uh, let's, let's move on. I, sh- I shall remain you, mysterious. You have already. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved on with my life, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about something that all of us can talk about. So last Wednesday in the UK, Thor Ragnarok came out. This Wednesday or Thursday or whatever in America, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is going <laughs> to come <laughs> out. <laughs> Tanner is wanting to... Uh, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> this took me by surprise because I always forget Marvel films come out a week early in the UK and I'll be honest, I don't know why. <laughs> it's mm. really weird. Um, so I suddenly found out and then me and Huka were like, yeah, fuck it, let's go see Ragnarok. Um, so we went and saw it, um, had a ton of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then Tamara, you wanted to see it and talk mm-hmm. about it on this podcast so we all went again last night and we dragged Lee along who yep. only afterwards did I find out he hasn't <laughs> seen that many Marvel movies <laughs> your very first words as the film finished you turned to me and said what just happened <laughs> what, did I just, what film did I just watch <laughs> um, alright so just to be clear we're not gonna do spoilers but it will be mm. some contextual spoilers so like if mm. you absolutely want to know nothing at all about Thor Ragnarok um, then okay we're gonna, are we gonna have to do that this throughout the whole podcast you know what I'm not even going to do it. If you don't know anything about Thor Ragnarok, come back and like skip forward a bit and then find it or just don't listen to the podcast until you've seen it. We're not going to be that in-depth about it. But we're not going to go that in-depth. And there's not much to spoil. Like It's a a goofy, (laughs) stupid movie that's full of nonsense. Uh, We won't talk necessarily about any secrets or cameos and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that or Easter eggs or post-credit scenes, but just our impressions of the movie. Um, So Lee... Oh, don't start with me. <laughs> we won't start with you. Uh, Tanro Ishida. Yes. So, you've watched majority of Marvel movies, I would I say. I think possibly I might have watched all. Interesting. Yes. Okay. And you... So, let's go with... Let me pick out a few. How did you feel about the Guardians movies? One or two? One. Okay, one was much better. Okay. Um, two, not as much? Two, not as much. Uh... The story was just a little bit too like loose mm-hmm. for the two, but the world maybe got stronger in the two, possibly. Okay. Um, yeah. What about like the mainline ones, like Civil War and Winter Soldier, and you know, where you getting Iron Man and Captain America and all that stuff? Yes. Um, I think it just gets a little bit too complicated when there are far too many characters and you don't get to enjoy each character okay um so avengers i think there are just far too many okay um so it becomes more about the narrative but the narrative isn't always strong so that could be a problem um captain america i'm just not a big fan of the character itself Mm -hmm. um because it's got the name America in it. No, uh, <laughs> no because it's got the name We're Captain. Shut down. In it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I just don't th- find that Second World War story uh, interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, they got away from that pretty yeah. quick. But um, okay, how about uh, Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange, I really wanted to be really good, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 
That's one of the same for everyone. That's my, well, no, loads of people love Doctor Strange. Oh, really? Yeah, really love it. Mm. Um, they seem to split people up. I really don't like Doctor Strange. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Um, and then what about... Uh, okay, so what is your favorite Marvel movie up before you saw Thor Ragnarok? Spider-Man Homecoming, if Ooh. you can count it. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's official yeah. MCU. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, it is. But I used to really like like um, the Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I think that got me into watching hero movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of people's favorite still is Iron Man 1. I'm looking, we're going to do an MCU uh, franchise retrospective at some point. Um, I'm looking forward to go back to the beginning ones because they haven't been a long time. I'm mm-hmm. interested how they, you know, suit up I was going to say how they uh, <laughs> how they can fit with you know the ones that are coming out now mm-hmm. if they actually yeah. seem as good now compared to Civil War and things mm-hmm. like that so how did you feel about Thor Ragnarok then since considering you like the Guardians comedy yes yeah, yeah. well what I find is that yes you can say that it's the same universe but I feel like there are many different types of movies now yeah. you know the homecoming is very different from uh, Winter Soldier, for example. Oh, yeah, Guardians are slightly more different from Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So in that r- sort of perspective, this is closer to Guardians, but it's got really nice balance of seriousness and fun bit and uh, some fight and excitement. So, yeah, I think it's really well balanced. Yeah, from a, more from like a writing kind of perspective. And yeah. 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 Did you, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you have and like, it's enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. So it's and not like, it's not, yeah, your favorite or anything, but you just thought it was a good solid. Yeah, good solid. Yeah. Um, very good characters as yeah. well, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. You were saying afterwards, who was it you were saying? Uh, this one, I thought, was it Mark Ruffalo you were picking? Yeah. Especially yeah. when he's Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. His acting is like spot on it is interesting really having good. again no no spoilers like we're go- I want to say no spoilers we're going on if you've seen the trailers then yeah, you know yeah, these yeah. things obviously yeah, exactly. Hulk is in this movie yeah um, which was okay okay so that was a problem for yeah. me because I knew that Hulk is the one he's gonna fight yeah. because I've seen the trailer mm. and uh, they kind of made like they okay the so Hulk should have appeared sooner well here's and, the problem with yeah. making movies nowadays is you have to misdirect in your trailers. And it's honestly a huge problem for big movies like Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. So you're making, yeah, you're making Thor Ragnarok. You have, a, it's hard enough to get a good script. And like mm. I said, hard enough then to get a big, good script where you bring in all these different characters and then you're leading into other films and coming off of other films and you've got to make it all fit. Mm-hmm. So fucking, I don't know how they do it. Mm. But that's one challenge. Then the next challenge is, yeah, everyone's going to know. The, you can't yeah. sell this movie without knowing Hulk's in it. You have to show Hulk's in yeah. it. Like in Spider-Man, yeah, you had to show Iron Man's in yeah. it, you know? so how do you do that and then give a surprise to people so mm. then it comes into well then you're writing in your scripts as a solution to that fakes basically you yeah, know of all yeah, the faking yeah. people out with stuff yeah. which isn't yeah. healthy script writing you should be writing what's best for the yeah, story yeah. so with this I would you know the problem I think is just with trailers and yeah. I, I appreciate completely why you have to show Hulk to get people to come in yeah to see this but film. it didn't need to be that scene that moment it ruins that moment yeah completely because I can't imagine how much a good I would have enjoyed that moment. Yeah, yeah, and like it takes me off the world of the movie I'm watching because yeah. I know that's coming. I know that's coming. I know that's coming. And it came. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, it did. yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, because if I didn't know, and then you see those puffs of green smoke in the air, and then mm-hmm. you start to hang on a second, and then he starts shouting, and here is your incredible, and then he bursts and through. And if that moment did happen, like, out of nowhere, then it was okay, too. Mm-hmm. But there was such a long build-up towards it. Yeah. In the movie, and it's kind of, but I do you think don't need to build up for something I know already. Well, here's something for me, which shows, and as a positive light on that, this is showing how Marvel are giving their creative types power with their movies. That's true. That, like, they yep. for sure curate it so it fits well, mm. but that felt to me like a decision made by a director, mm-hmm. and Waki Taititi, how do you say his name? The director of this, who's directed mm-hmm. What We Do in the Shadows mm-hmm. and Flight mm-hmm. of the Concords. He hasn't directed something Haika. like this. Haika. Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. He's never directed something like this, ever. So it feels to me like that's a decision you make when you're not used to, oh, people are going to scrutinize everything in your trailers and every mm. Easter egg mm-hmm. and you know, notice it. people mm. paying hyper attention to this. Mm. Because as a movie, that moment works fantastically. Yeah, yeah, it does. But because of the context of it being a Marvel yeah. movie, it's ruined. Yep. Um, and with something like Star Wars already, with that like, the last Last Jedi trailer, which you haven't seen, Tamara, I haven't so I'm seen not spoiling it. it. Don't no. worry. But there's lots of stuff in there that people are like, oh, they spoiled yeah. too much of the exactly. movie. Exactly. For that reason, I'm not watching it. But then people are scrutinizing it and like, well, clearly these shots are in different locations and they're actually cutting people talking to each other when they're not really talking mm, to each other, probably, okay. yeah. uh, to really misdirect you because mm-hmm. Star Wars are much, they're used to it and they're mm-hmm. used to like, yeah. we need to misdirect people. Yeah. They're um, sneaky people. Away. Yeah. Whereas Marvel with Thor Ragnarok, the other two Thor films are arguably the worst films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they've really didn't feel like they had much to lose with this one. So it's just like, mm. all right, well, let's just have fun with it and who cares? Mm. We'll bring mm-hmm. people in. Uh, Lee, I don't, you're not a Thor fan. So did you know Hulk was going to be in this? Did that moment work for you then? Or? It, well, I, I kind of went in with no context for Hulk generally because right. I, I this sounds really bad. I haven't seen the Avengers films. I haven't, uh, we talked about this last night, but generally I like my superhero films to be focused on one superhero. I'm, I'm not really big into the universes. I'm not really big into that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I know people are, and I know why they are, and that's great. But for me, going in, I had no concept of what had come before. So I was very much coming to this completely fresh. So the significance of the Hulk being there was completely lost on me. Okay, um, but did, had you seen trailers? Did you know he was going to turn up? No, I hadn't seen the trailers. Okay. So then did that moment... Well, I guess, first of all, did you enjoy the film at all? Because uh, I know you were the most <laughs> negative out of us, I think. I was most negative. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, why don't you like fun? Why don't, why don't it, well, <laughs> indeed, I, I just hate anything that's remotely yeah. humorous or comedic, whatever. Yeah. You know, don't make hate me bring it, it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I felt like it was a film that wasn't really sure what it wanted to be. Uh, and it felt like a film that had seen how popular Guardians had been with its type of humor and was trying to ram it into uh, another story. And I think there were, what, three, four writers on this, and it mm-hmm. felt like it was four different films mm-hmm. constantly conflicting within one script. Yeah. Um, and I can't really articulate why it felt that way, but the pacing of the film felt really strange. Uh, the first half felt incredibly rushed, and so much went past mm-hmm. me without really being able to take in what was happening. But that's obviously because I don't really know the universe and the world. Um, yeah, so I'm being really negative, aren't I? No, but, no, no. But generally, I, I, I left feeling like I saw something that was bright and flashy, and you know, the childlike part of my brain could appreciate that. And uh, you know, there were very attractive people in this. <laughs> Kate, Kate, Kate Blanchett, you know, oh, there were many Phenomenal. lingering yeah. shots on her, 
Um, and you were saying last night, we were both sort of saying like you were looking for the moments where they were CGIing, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and d- not at all. She's forty nine years old, yeah. and she does an incredible so, job in this, yeah. and she's relishing it completely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, she's so just owning both Chewing her body and her scenery. acting, and like every like, inch <laughs> of what she's doing, she's loving wonderful. it. Wonderful. Uh, I mean, for me, her and Anthony Hopkins, and um, particularly in this first section. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious, and there's a moment with a couple of cameos, mm-hmm. and that completely stole the show for me. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so as a yeah. movie, basically, you didn't like it, but there were moments that you found in enjoyment or funniness in, like, or yeah, I kind of wanted them to relax okay. and feel mm. more confident about the story they were trying to tell and how they were trying to tell it, and it felt there are moments where I, like I love improv in films and with that type of comedy and in things in like Guardians and I think the original Iron Man mm-hmm. um, they work really well in those improv moments but there are moments here where it felt like I'm not watching characters I'm watching Chris Hemworth, Hemsworth have a bit of a laugh on set mm-hmm. and that really yeah, took me yeah, out of the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I thought what you're doing there isn't really yeah. being true to Thor or yeah, yeah. the world or the situation um but then that's, you know, that's coming from someone who hasn't really watched mm-hmm. a great deal of Marvel stuff recently. And maybe that's the tone they're going for. I don't know. Just this type of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that type of humor is more prominent in Guardians <coughs> too, no? Yeah. I mean, I want to go to Haruka before I get to yeah. me either. Because I've, like, yeah. I've got, yeah, uh, in my opinion, answers and agreements with many of the things that you are saying. But I yeah. want to go around the table first. So Haruka, yeah. you've seen it twice now. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Such a big fan. Um, (laughs) i mean like i'm not a massive marvel follower either um so i don't think i've probably only watched like one third of all the marvel films that have come out in the past Mm -hmm. um i watched thor one which i didn't like at all understandable so i didn't watch thor (laughs) Thor two so and Mm -hmm. i watched avengers one but i didn't watch avengers two and stuff so I have mm-hmm. like these missing mm-hmm. you know stuff but um, overall I, I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok that's such a hard word to say for <laughs> I'm like it Rag- is. Thor Ragnarok okay cool um, did it conquered that mouth <laughs> out there now <laughs> um, I, I really like the side characters and I really like some of the jokes in it um, and I did enjoy that um you know um that um guardians vibe of having you know led zeppelin mm. um kick off the film and stuff which not is... literally the band sadly but <laughs> but the music <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it's, it's still a very like fluffy film it's not yeah. deep or anything um but as an entertainment i did enjoy it i think you think? Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> Did you, I mean, sure. the second time, was it massively diminished, your enjoyment of it? Um, not really. Um, I still enjoy the hum- like some of the jokes um, still. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched the trailer for the first time, I really didn't like it at all. Right. Oh, really? Not at all, because oh. like, you know, I didn't know why Hulk was in it and why he was dressed like a gladiator, and I thought that was quite tacky and stuff. Hmm. But when I watched it, as a film, mm-hmm. full film, then it was okay. It was mm-hmm. fun. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so just like getting into that three writers thing, because this movie was written by three people who have mostly done cartoons. That's most of what they were doing, Marvel cartoon movies and TV shows. One of them would work to be on Agent Carter, the live-action TV show. 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I completely agree with you. Just objectively, it's a it's a complete mess. And watching it the second time, it really like hit home. It's a complete mess. Like they rush through things. Watching this, even the scenes with Anthony Hopkins, you're like. Just mm. seeing this dialogue on page, and like, mm. wow, these are good actors making this work because that's a bad dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And good it's um, but then uh, here's the thing again: like, there's very little to lose with Thor. And going into this movie from the trailers, I was excited initially because I'm a big Marvel geek, and they're getting into Planet Hulk stuff, and that's all very exciting for me. Um, and I love this director; I think it's great. I love Flight of the Concords, and I love what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, and his New Zealand humor stamp is all over this movie, mm. like all over it. Um, so I was really excited and then the reviews started coming out and some people went crazy for it but a lot of people that I trust and geeked them were like it's not as good as we hoped it would be like it's entertaining and it's fun but it's not as good as we hope we're hoping Black Panther will be like a really cool one there are a few other people in my yeah mm-hmm. geek world that I listen to who went who were like this is fantastic and mm-hmm. the best Marvel movie this year in ages but there was just enough unevenness and I was like oh okay maybe it's not going to be that great and I need to bring my expectations down so when we went to see it, we almost didn't go that day because it was almost like, and that never happens to me. For a Marvel movie, it's like day one, mm-hmm. got to be there first screening. And that one was like, shall we go? I don't know. It's quite, we can go to a late show maybe. <laughs> There's a nice quiet, let's fuck it. Let's just go. I wasn't that keen on it. And I had such a ball just watching it the first time for me. Like it was just so stupid. And, and it was within about 10 minutes, I think, of watching it. I said to you afterwards, Rico, like, I started imagining it, and I don't think I've ever done this with a Marvel movie before, or really any comic book movie. I started imagining it if this was a one-shot Thor graphic novel in my comic shop that I went find. It was called Thor Ragnarok, and I know there is a Thor Ragnarok, but it's not quite like this. And it was literally this scene-by-scene, dialogue-by-dialogue, color-palette-by-color palette. Mm-hmm. That it would be fucking amazing. Like, this is a one-shot yeah. graphic novel. Mm-hmm. It would be one of those classic ones where, like, this is one of those three to five Thor comics you have to read. Like, it's just so... It's like an acid trip of a movie of just crazy, stupid, weird things happening on an alien planet, basically. Hmm. Um, and as soon as I started watching it like that that first time, I was like, this is just... I'd love it. This is just so clearly a comic book come to life. I see. Not necessarily the comics I would normally read. I normally prefer more somber, yeah, like solo stories like you're talking about, Lee. Mm. I'm exactly the same way normally. Um, but just for just having a wild ride. And and it, I haven't laughed as much as I did that first time in a long, long, long time in cinema. And normally when I do, that will dwindle because I find in comedies, just like in comic book movies, by the time you get to the end, there's all the stuff you've got to tie up so it becomes less funny mm-hmm. or a big CGI mess. Mm-hmm. This movie's a big CGI mess throughout the entire film. I don't think the effects <laughs> really are very is. good for yeah. a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, there's some horrible blue screen. Yeah. Some the cliff scene. Yeah. Oh, it's really oh, terrible. Really and they're calling out to it, which is really weird. They're bringing attention to some bad effects as well. Yeah. Um, but it's consistently funny. And then when it drops off, you're like, okay, the sort of novelty is worn off. But then something else turns up and they mm. find some, and then you get introduced to like my favorite character, I don't want to spoil, who comes into the film nearly halfway through the film is when he's first introduced. And then there's still stuff later on where they change the dynamic or something. And there's a new comedic, comedic aspect comes in. And it, just, and it doesn't all work, but I do feel a lot of it's going to come down to, like, I love this director. I love his style of comedy. Flight of the Concord is one of my favorite funny things of all time. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think I could just watch him for hours. I think he's hilarious. I love Chris Hemsworth when he's allowed to do what you're saying. And no, it doesn't fit with previous Thor. Like, there's always a bit of funny. This movie doesn't really fit, but it's all right because they're up in space. And it's kind of like, all right, do what you want. (laughs) The rules don't apply. Yeah, like it does. I mean, it just about fits. He kind of made the point of 
um, him doing that for the entire movie at the very beginning of the movie, yes. saying that mm. this course, is going to yeah. be the tone. Yeah, it, so they, it, it comes okay. straight out of the gate. Yeah. So confident. Yeah. So confident. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I just I love all those different aspects. So I guess if you don't enjoy Jeff Goldblum, then that's a whole chunk of this movie that's not going to be as funny for you. Mm. If you don't like this director's type of humor, then it's not going to be. You know, there's yeah. a lot of aspects, and all of them for me work because I like them all separately mm-hmm. anyway. So bringing them all together, I, I, yeah, I wish I had better CGI. There's a character in it that I don't want to spoil. He's called Scourge, who like I just don't think he's necessary i think he weighs down the plot i think the plot's a complete mess but i kind of like it that's what i mean it's just like mm. this joyous mess of just mm. people having fun yeah um and it made me like loki which i haven't mm. done before yeah i so found I. thor yeah. cool yeah. for the first time i've never found thor cool before and he's yeah. legitimately yeah. a great fucking character in this movie where as before he's always kind of all right he's fine to poke fun at but he's like the light relief yeah. that you poke fun at in the Avengers movies and here right. he's he's like I'm excited now to see him in the scene in Avengers movies yes yeah yes I'm here which is weird yeah, yeah. but again our problem with that we're saying with this is because yeah this leads into the next Marvel movies Black Panther and then the next one's Infinity War how the hell did they tie this new Thor into mm. Infinity War which is going to be probably a very serious mm. battle mm. it's what 10 years of films have pushed toward is Infinity War um, that's going to be more of a problem for me getting to this point with the silliness I'm fine with that. But that's going to be but. the case for the Guardians too, right? When they join Yeah, the but I feel you could have Guardians. I think Guardians have been funny. So then when they get into this situation, you could bring them a bit uh, more down okay. to earth. Yeah, yeah. But with Thor, he's been... New. Yeah. This is his funny. He's suddenly become very yeah, funny. Yeah, mm. true. So how do you suddenly make him more serious mm. again? I don't know. Well, he, there were moments of him like being funny with... Uh, yeah, no, he's Stark. always been funny. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it's normally been poking fun at him. Mm-hmm. In this, he is... Mm. Like, he's... His comic, like Chris Hemsworth's a superb comic physical like timing. Was because they saw him in Ghostbusters and how funny he was in that. So. Oh, you wanted to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was genuinely interested because look, comedy's subjective. You can't get annoyed with anybody for not liking something you like with comedy. Yeah, just yeah. with drama. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is interesting to me like, yeah, that Ghostbusters is legitimately more funny to you than this. Like this to me is just like, mm-hmm. kills me. And, but it's with a stupid you know it's still stupid humor and no, ghostbusters no. is a stupid humor it's just a different type of stupid humor i think i wanted different things from this film right to what i yeah. went in to ghostbusters wanting but chris hemsworth was topless for like at least 10 minutes can we, i That's mean can we, we can we just say That's how ridiculous that want. section was <laughs> and i was joking last night but i do think this is true that they probably had special people in just to light his abs just the oh, way they were sure. shooting mm-hmm. it it's well you also crazy. i don't think you need it with him but with most of these films they work out like they do you have special lighting special oils and then you actually pencil in lines to help define it even more and how do, how do i apply for this job <laughs> uh. <laughs> another thing i've just noticed is that unlike guardians what i like about thor is that it's not preaching yeah, you know, there's no like message of mm. like, oh no, there's no friends message. are great, <laughs> or like you know, you have to yeah. support each other, or like you right. know, th- there's a li- little bit of like with Loki, there's a tiny, the tiny, tiny, tiny bit, but like it's it's really not yeah. like not on your nose movie. kind of style. Whereas Guardians, especially two, was very much about you know, oh yeah, Guardians, uh, it was yeah. just just no. no. <laughs> I de- I prefer this to Guardians too. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for me sure. too. Which yeah. I never in a million years thought I'd say. And I love <laughs> Guardians One is my favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm really shocked that my least favorite Marvel movies, Thor One and Two, the third one of that is my I prefer the Guardians. Yeah, two. yeah. Um, um, I don't think this is going to be a spoiler. So can I say? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the 
IMDb page now, and it says Ken Watanabe is uncredited cameo. Interesting. Did you notice him? No. No, right? Oh, uncredited. What character? Who is Ken Watanabe? And well, it says Asgardian Noble. Guardian Noble. Asgardian. 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 Oh, so I guess I'm one of the flashbacks. Yeah, must be. Was he just on set for something? And they well, maybe like, it got cut know. out. Maybe they cut maybe. out Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because there's like, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people I know are upset with like, they just wanted the Planet Hulk stuff. They didn't need the Ragnarok stuff. I kind of like it bouncing forth. But mm. yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Well, my only last point is like really watching it that second time that hammered home how much I love it because I felt immediately so disappointed that I'd never get to have that first watch again because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much first time though as soon as it started the second time I was like oh I'm already not finding some of these some of the lines are still working for me mm-hmm. some weren't and I was already jealous of like oh I wish I could watch this yeah, and this time, time you were sitting next to Lee yeah who was just sapping so. all my enjoyment I feel really bad because you guys have clearly very much enjoyed this film and I've, no. just, I've just gone what is this no, but <laughs> but I, did enjoy, I did like it I no, did that's like great. the film like, that's yeah. really important so I did everyone's like going to have a different particularly with comedy so we watched it in 2D yeah both times extreme 2D um, would you watch it in 3D? I mean, g- given the fact that none of us here on this table l- enjoy 3D, but like... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of 3D. Um, um, it's a psychedelic movie. I mean, it could work well. It could 3D. work, yeah, right? Suppose, yeah. yeah, it could work. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't be my chosen format. For no. It could also be a headache in 3D because there's a lot going that on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's very colorful as well. So, mm. yeah. yeah. But maybe yeah. the effects are more forgiving in 3D. Yeah, uh, maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, it's Thor Ragnarok. So three thumbs up out of four, and I'd Mine, mine's kind of in the middle. It's a wavering thumbs up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just switch, switch your brain off before you go in. I think that's probably oh, what I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. I needed to not think about it. Yeah. No, so yeah. Much. Oh no, you should not be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your popcorn and shut up. And just so, this is legitimately a movie where there's so many lines in it that I want to quote. Like, so I want to yeah. keep watching because there's so mm-hmm. many lines that I just think are fucking brilliant. I love it. Hmm. Um, okay, so also came out last week in cinemas, but none of us have seen was Jigsaw. Just not touching it very quickly. Uh, eighth episode in the in the Saw series, kind of them trying to rebrand it um, to be able to continue with sequels, but without calling it Saw Eight. So it's just Jigsaw. <laughs> Takes place ten years after the last one. Um, yeah, I know a few people have seen this, so I just want to say I have people who've seen this who said this is dreadful and it feels like a Saw knockoff. And then I have. Um, film critics who I know who have seen this who have told me that even if you just like number one like me and you hate the rest like me there's something of worth in here because it ties back into one and but they all tie back into one and I didn't like that with parts two three four five six seven so um Haruka and yep. Lee both of you have seen Saw movies haven't you quite a lot I believe I've only seen the first one. Oh, you've only seen the first one yeah mm. okay I think I watched the first three possibly four okay I, th- I think I've seen bits of the other ones because, you know, funny deaths are always funny to watch on YouTube. Always. Which sure. sounds really odd, an odd thing to say, but you know no. what I mean, in the context of Saw. Not, not with our audience, it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but I loved the original Saw, and I think what has never appealed to me about the other ones, uh, the impression I've got is that they've shoehorned this whole backstory, which yeah. clearly was never there. And obviously, obviously that's what they've done. Uh, and I, that doesn't interest me, really. Yeah, the first one wasn't intended to have sequels, and they wrote no. Tobin Bell out of the first one, which is one of the best things about the first one. And then, you, yeah, it just never worked for me. They're always trying to back tread on themselves to go, well, we wish we still had Jigsaw as the villain. And mm. I have no idea if they legitimately find a way to bring him back in this one or what happens. I don't know. No clue. Um, I will say in the trailer, it looks 
better made than much many of the sequels because most of the sequels mm-hmm. are just this monochromatic horribly they're just like just horrible they're just you know that bland color grade and yeah. just yeah this looks colorful and There's stupid better cameras now than back in the day that's true <laughs> would you? Would it's any been so you, many years. Would any of you go and see this movie? It, it's. I'm not into kind of that that sort of horror, it's really. Yeah. Well, yeah. some of the criticisms for this is that apparently the kills aren't nasty enough, and people are upset about that. So oh I'm like, God. well, that sounds good to me. Wow. Because I would rather see a saw film where the kills weren't. I mean, just bad. from the trailer, some of what what you can then imagine happens afterwards. It looks pretty brutal. So, but mm. I'm happy if you know. imagine it. That's the problem. Like, I'm happy yeah, yeah. with that setup, and then you're imagining it. But it's when it's all they just always have to dwindle. Show it everything. So long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what we have interacted with, let's just keep with movie stuff for the moment, or film stuff, TV stuff. Stranger Things season two came out. Whoop whoop. Haruka, you're a Stranger Things fan. I am. But. Uh, but I want to rewatch the first season before I start the second one, so I haven't okay. started on the second series. That yet. is a good plan. Okay. I think. So you're kind of enjoying getting ready for it, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. not in a rush to. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to save my, you know, fun for, like, special occasions and stuff anyway. So, you know, I'm waiting to, like, get a nice... Is that where nice your Tinder profile says? Yes. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Cool. Uh, Tamro, have you watched yes. any of Stranger Things? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, no, shut up. I have been avoiding it, but maybe I should get into it. Okay, and just clarify, I've seen the first three episodes of the first season. I liked what I saw. I was very busy at the time, and I didn't love it enough to just go through it. I will get to it at some point, um, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely get to it at some point, but I'm not in a huge, huge rush. Lee, however, you have started watching season two. We're not going to do spoilers for this either. No. So just just be careful with your words. I will be very careful with my words. But what are your overall impressions as a fan of the first season going into this one? Uh, I... 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 Uh, I've seen the first four episodes of season two and I think I should have done what Haruka is wanting to do which is go and rewatch season one because there are so many things they hark back to and talk about and you know it's been so long I can't quite figure where it all works in my head so um, but generally uh, I'm really enjoying it uh, I just like that world and I like the characters and I like what I think I like about this and I've heard some um, criticism about this from season two is that they're taking their time a bit more with it uh, but I think they've earned that now. They've already built the world and we know who these characters are. Um, and I like that we're just getting to spend more time with them. And they're, it's a bit more of a slow build as things start to happen. Cool. Um, what I, I've also heard this criticism, and I fully agree, is that their world has become so normal now. And they are, although they're still having things to deal with, all that, all that crap they went through throughout the whole first series which was only a year ago in this their mm. their kind of day-to-day lives have become so yeah normalized mm. yeah, yeah, yeah and i think they maybe need to explore that sort of stuff a bit more but okay you know it's 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 a great series and it's great fun and it's there's not anything really like it out there so it's nice and unique we had um we had uh um uh, dinner last night with a couple of friends who have watched all the season two already. They devoured mm. it. Um, they seem to have mostly positive stuff to say about it, didn't they? No, they thought yeah. it was great. Um, yep. They were saying as well, because like, I was worried about the ego of the kids if the fame mm. has affected them. They said they felt like it had a bit with some of the characters that come a little bit more from the writing and the characters a little bit more an accentuated version it, of that character. It's hard to know, isn't it, whether that's the actor or that's the writing. Mm. But yeah. I think certainly with the writing, certainly with the writing, they yeah. have pushed yeah certain aspects of who they believe these Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 
Okay, um, so let's not talk too much more about that. Let's get into the video games which came out last week. Going to go through the ones we have less to say about before we get to, obviously, God. the topic of every <laughs> podcast. So much to say about a certain video game. So let's start which off... Which one could it be? I don't know. <laughs> let's start off with Assassin's Creed Origins. Is that what you're thinking of? That is... Well, that's totally my game. But. <laughs> In any other year, any other month, the biggest game of the month. Uh, not this month, though. Um, Tamra... Well, so I've yes. played about two hours in Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh-huh. Tamra, you actually played I think I've played hours. about three, four hours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee, you watched him play a bit. I watched him play a bit. Yeah, yeah. I actually played... Um, Huka. I watched Tamro play okay. for a bit. <laughs> and yeah. Um, Tamro. I you've played quite a few assassins. Yeah. I've played the uh the uh, the third one mm-hmm. and also the French one. French Revolution. You played a bit of the British one as well. And the British one, which is still my favourite. Interesting. Is that because you get to play as two characters or because of the setting? Uh I both. Okay. I like the female character and also I like the setting of that. London in that yeah. era yeah, yeah, is yeah. exciting. Um, it's dirty and it's, you know, m- there's lots of like mechanics and all that, which is interesting. It's very urban. Um, what is that's this? another reason I'm really not sure about this one, right? which is very natural. <laughs> well, you are looking very... Okay, so let's be clear. This, this was a big kind of... As close as they've come to a reboot as possible because mm-hmm. they took one year out. <laughs> Other than this, it's been an annual franchise. Um, and last year, they put out a movie rather than a game. Mm-hmm. Although they still put out little games, just not a mainline game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was them kind of reinventing it to be more of an RPG. There are stats mm-hmm. that come into this. The fighting mechanic has completely been revamped from scratch almost. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more RPG elements to do with mm-hmm. leveling up and, you know, different, like a more intense skill trees. Yep. Um, you now control like your eagle guy to do reconnaissance for mm-hmm. you. They've taken away the mini map. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's very much business as usual. Yep. Um, but they have gone to one of the two places that people always said they wanted. People always wanted most of all feudal Japan which mm-hmm. they refused to get into for many reasons, um, mm-hmm. and ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, so I, I, I have played all the Assassin's Creed to a degree. Mm-hmm. I stopped playing much of them, though, in the later ones. Because mm-hmm. I, I got fed up. I, loved, I enjoyed one a lot. I loved two. And then I got really annoyed that they started making it annual, and it really pissed me off. It wasn't <laughs> what I wanted. Um, and it was just too much, just too, too much. So I fell it off and got bored of it very, very quickly. What were the reasons people wanting to see the Egypt version? I think, honestly, it's just that not many games have done... I remember a game okay. in PlayStation... No, the Saturn called Exhumed, which was the first person. Oh, yes, mm. I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. That was like the last... I mean, I'm sure there have been others, but there haven't been ancient Egyptian games. Okay, that's... Uh, so it's a whole right. different era to mm-hmm. look at. And I think it also plays into the thing of there's like mythical things with ancient Egypt you know mm-hmm. you can bring in a small spiritual side mm-hmm. um, supernatural side and it's, it's a beautiful you know mm-hmm. like you know it's the sunny sky it's under it a palm kind of reminds and me of Avengers actually yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's so I was actually kind of excited about this one to a degree but yeah. wary I was like I'm bored of mechanics I'm bored of like climbing things and seeing hero of the markers mm-hmm. I know what I've got to do mm-hmm. something like Breath of the Wild is completely and Skyrim and like that's more my thing of you have no idea what you were going to encounter around every okay. corner but I like the idea of ancient Egypt but when I told you about this mm-hmm. you weren't very keen about it no idea. why uh, for the reasons I mentioned like I like cities I right. like 
mechanics Industrial and uh, kind of. yeah, not nature. So <laughs> <laughs> nature. Like, nature. Like for the mechanics, even like I missed the um, hidden blade, which might come into it later. But Maybe. at the moment, I can't use it. Mm -hmm. um, also, not having those structures means that you don't get much height. It's, it feels very flat. You're always on the ground mm -hmm. level. Um, and later on, there are definitely higher cities, but yeah, it's not yeah, as densely high. No, vertical. It's not. And uh, also, I don't like hunting. Um, so you don't like finding big hippos? No, I don't. I just don't like <laughs> okay. hunting. And uh, in this game, they haven't forced me to hunt yet. Right. Which I like, but they might at some point. And because they, they did for Connor. Like, yeah, yeah, there was a huge Assassin's section you that you, you had to hunt, and I was like, no, I really don't want to do that. Yeah, but you get little boats you can go yep. out on. Um, I mean, there's a lot. I feel there's a lot right about. And this it's beautiful. Game. Yeah, like, it's the very movement pretty. is beautiful. Even not yeah. like obviously we're a week away from the Xbox One X coming out. Mm -hmm. um, this game, I'm not playing on PS4 Pro. We're waiting until the Xbox One X. But even just playing on regular Xbox yeah. One, it looks great. Another thing I like about it actually is like it's got some dark sides to it like there's a lot of deads and death and uh it, it's scary and big groomy side of the era is very much there which mm. i kind of like yeah yeah how do you feel because my problem with a lot of assassin's creed i think the reason why a lot of people like the second one is Ezio, the character the only one who then recurred for three games in a row mm -hmm. was a problem for me because i loved him but i was like okay i want a new era each mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. um this one, the character for me, I'm not, I don't, I'm not resonating with He's him. got a great face though. Yeah. No, well, the yeah. animation's great. Mm. The acting's good, I think. Mm -hmm. But I don't care about him yet as mm. far as I played. I'm not that attached. Okay. I, I haven't done the fast bit, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you jumped in yeah. on a yeah. save that I had that was like just 20 minutes in or half an hour yes. in, so you missed the initial setup. Yeah. But the setup for me wasn't much. You really just get dumped into him and, mm -hmm. and kind of have to figure it out as you go along what his mm. backstory is and for me i'm finding it hard to attach to him mm. Mm -hmm. um particularly when you're in a world that's hard for me to attach to like i yeah, don't understand yeah, ancient egypt yeah. if i'm in like you were saying like in industrial london i can identify with that a yeah. bit um but with this character and the world's like i don't it's all alien to me so i'm finding it hard to emotionally invest yeah it's very much a video game at the moment to me the sub characters voices are horrible are they they're yeah the oh, we were we were joking about it last night. Yeah, we? very throaty and like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodgy accent. Does really like dodgy. it feels very fake and you know. You can ride a camel. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna come up with different animals. They every smell now. so bad. Camels. <laughs> they Have you ridden, you've ridden a camel? Stuff. No, I haven't. But I, I've seen one. them enough. Yeah. Smelly. Yeah. Um, I do like because we tested well hang on here's the thing because we tested the other day when we were playing I said look here's the map and we're mm -hmm. like, oh wow it's a big map mm -hmm. and we placed the marker out it's like cool mm -hmm. can we just go to that yep mm -hmm. you could just go to that marker find mm -hmm. a new part of the map immediately but that, then you found some walls yeah yeah there are certain bits you cannot go and certain bits I, I could I don't know what the logic is logic is it was like yeah. fog, wasn't it? It's sort of strange yeah, mist. Yeah. And stuff. That's yeah. the animus fog. They always I get around right. it yeah. with okay. Assassin's Creed of where you're in your ancestors thing, yeah. the animus. So it's like, if we don't want you to go somewhere, oh, it's not built yet in the animus. So that part of the memory <laughs> yeah. isn't completed or whatever. But it's like when you die, they still do the You've desynchronized with your yeah. ancestors' memory. <laughs> like, well, I died. Let's yeah. not over romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so would you, I mean, are you going to play more or do you think? You've... I think I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, yeah. let's, we'll come back to it next week when we've had a bit more time with it. But um, it's not the world I want to come go. I mm, with the London one, I wanted to get back to that world because I love to live in that world. Whereas this is not that. Yeah, yeah. you're not as excited to no. get back to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm feeling the same way. I definitely want to put a bit of time into it, mm-hmm. but I do still. I don't know what it is because I'm looking at it like this is ostensibly beautiful. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing things. It's a, you know, it's a big, busy world. Far more people populating it than like Breath of the Wild or something like that. Way more graphically, mm-hmm. you know, impressive. And yeah, I don't want to explore it that much because I don't, I'm not convinced. Assassin's Creed have to prove to me there are things in the world that I couldn't imagine to find yeah. and discover. Because I like yeah, discovery. Yeah, okay. Unique discovery. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed has built itself off of that template of climb this, we'll mark all this stuff on your map. You know, you go there for that type of mission, there yeah. for that type of mission, uh-huh. there for that type of mission. And it's really an OCD thing of, well, I want to tidy all these things up and do mm-hmm. them all. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot. But that's why like Skyrim and Fallout and yeah, Breath of the Wild, they're mm-hmm. not that. You'll never get markers on your map unless you go there and find something. Mm-hmm. And they stuff their worlds with stuff where it's like, it's things you can never imagine. You could play 100 hours and your friend could play 10 and find something that you couldn't imagine was mm-hmm. in that game. Um, and I'm not convinced this has that mm. in it. I think it's still the same old, same old. I think the new fighting style is quite satisfying. I like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't like it at the beginning, and I, I really don't like shooting arrows, like guns. I can't aim, so like, right. I don't like <laughs> it. But other than that, the f- new style is kind of nice. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. It works. RLA team um, both tried it, and yeah, our two people over there who were trying out different games for us for reviews. Um, said they started playing it and then went straight back to Shadow of War the new Lord of the Rings game <laughs> mm-hmm. which weirdly was inspired by Assassin's Creed previous so I feel like Shadow of War is more it's still got the same fighting mechanic of the old Assassins mm-hmm. so I feel that's a more appropriate Assassin sequel in a weird way and this mm-hmm. is slightly doing something a little different Yeah, that's not appealing to everyone but is appealing to some new people mm. I guess uh, Wolfenstein 2 the new Colossus came out I'm the only one around the table who's put some hours into that so I won't talk about it for too there's long there's so many posters everywhere in London mm. yeah yeah, it's a big deal yeah it's a big, uh, big it's deal. published by Bethesda who do Fallout and yeah Old Scrolls Skyrim and stuff like that um, and this is a sequel to really the sleeper hit uh, game from a few years ago which is the remake of one of the oldest first person well the oldest first person shooter I think wasn't it before Doom yeah the first real breakthrough yeah uh, so Wolfenstein was like the fine. defining thing and you run around in an alternate history where the Nazis won World War II um, and obviously there's a lot of prescient stuff going on right now culturally accidentally yeah which, which they jumped amazing. on with their, with their advertising though campaigns is it yeah. very different to The Mind of High Castle the uh, Amazon so series. interestingly I listened to an interview with the uh, I've forgotten his name but one of the head developers um, of the company who created this game uh, who's been around with this developer. These are the guys also who did Chronicles of Riddick, one of the best first-person mm-hmm. games ever. Um, and then they did The Darkness, which is a fantastic first-person comic book adaptation. Uh, they do story very, very well. And he was asked that, like, do you look at stuff for reference? Did you look at Man in High Castle as a reference? Um, and he said during development, they found out about Man in High Castle. Mm-hmm. And he's very purposely not read it or watched it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because yeah. he doesn't want any cool. influence yeah, over yeah, Either way, yeah. he said, if we've done the same thing as them, we'd want to change it. And uh-huh. if not, we'd see something and then be inspired by it. And it's like, I don't want any of yeah. that. Yeah. So he said he was looking forward to when the game's out, going and watching it all and, and catching up and seeing, <laughs> oh, they did the same thing as us yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. But surely he's heard of Philip Dick. And, yeah, but he just yeah. hasn't read. Okay. So he doesn't know what happens 
in the story okay, or right, 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 anything okay. like that. Um, he's a really nice guy. Um, I've forgotten his name, so there's no context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was really interesting. They have it's on. I think it's IGN Unfiltered. They did like an hour-long interview with him, uh, which is a good podcast. Um, yeah, this one they are really well known for basically combining entertainment, um, great visuals, and storytelling. It's really like storytelling is their forte. Um, and they do it again like this game feels it's so fucking good it really is and there are a lot of people mm-hmm. giving us a lot of people coming out now and say look I know everyone's into Mario and everyone's into Assassins and blah blah but this is the game of the week people should try this game um, they're all very different these three games talking about so I don't think there is a game of the week it's what you want do you think that if there's one game that's going to get lost this is the one could, get lost. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested if it will I mean it's, it's hard to tell because the whole Nazi thing could go in their favour or against them I don't know how it's going to help them publicly with how they jumped on with that whole, like, kill some Nazis, <laughs> come play Wolfenstein 2. Yeah. Um, I don't know in a public conscience how that's working out for them or not. Um, yeah. But Especially amongst certain sections of the game community, <laughs> yes. you know, whether that's a, a route to go. But at least they've made a choice and they've yeah, they're, very they're, much... Oh, they're very standing by it. On, in, yeah. in, like, on the back of the box, it says, here are three things you can do, and two of them are kill Nazis. <laughs> 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 um, it's... Are you saying it's very subtle with its politics? It's, um, yeah. Well, the, but this is the weird thing with the game. is So actually, Wolfenstein 2 kind of does what Thor does, Ragnarok. It's playing back uh-huh. and forth between... No, it really is. No, I mean, it does it better and worse for me than okay. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So they're both trying to play with some serious things that I do think they're trying to talk about. And I do think Thor Ragnarok is talking about some serious things, just like it's yeah, 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 more yeah. subtly than yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 2. And there are definitely gravity moments in Thor Ragnarok of you're meant to feel emotions here and this is mm-hmm. meant to be painful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then cutting that from line to line with comedy. Yep. Just mm-hmm. absurdist comedy. Mm-hmm. And, go- and that's such a difficult thing to do. Mm. And Wolfenstein 2 definitely is doing that as well. For me, the comedy elements of Thor work better and mm-hmm. the dramatic elements for me of Wolfenstein to work better um, the, the drama stuff in here like how it begins and I don't want to spoil anything but there's been a lot of, well not a lot but there's been some controversy over the beginning of this game um, there are depictions of, sort of home violence of some difficult emotional upbringings from children and stuff like there's some dark stuff that happens in this game yeah. mm. straight from the bat that sets you up your character um, and it really works and it's really interesting and then they cut in crazy weird humour which sometimes works and is really, really funny. Like there's a scene where you're talking to someone, this crazy scientist, um, and you've just had quite an emotional moment. And then in the background through this glass, there's like a a force field he's created that basically electrocutes anyone who goes through it. And you've managed to work your way around it, get in to meet him, you're talking to him, you're having this conversation. And in the background, Nazi soldiers keep running and then like going into the field and then just dissolving (laughs) and then you'll see the next one like peer around the corner and go did they go this way and then run and then just dissolve and then another one is just like backing up into it and it's like Looney Tunes comedy humor (laughs) but it's like in the background you could miss it if you weren't noticing it (laughs) and it's physically acted really well with mocap and stuff so it's it's great moments like that really work other moments for me are too jarring going from this very serious stuff this is talking about to the very stupid stuff this is talking about because at the end of the day this is you know Nazi robots and huge monster dogs and like crazy, you know, crazy, mm. crazy computer game things. But they've there's a great grounding to this. There's a really great characters, great voice acting, great animation, and mm. the gameplay's fantastic. Um, mm. I don't play first person shooters really much anymore. I used to play them exclusively, and this is 
yeah, one of the few. I will keep playing because it's oh, really, really good. It's a shooting game. Yeah. Oh, damn it. It's the first person <laughs> shooter. It's the first person shooter. Oh. And I'm, I'm really happy that a AAA game like this is tackling those sorts of issues and in such a very upfront way. Yes. You know, and uh, okay, it might miss some of those story beats, but hey, at least it's doing it. And that's something to be celebrated, I think. Yeah, they, uh, they're just, they're seriously good. Like yeah. I said, is it Crystal Dynamics? No, it's not Crystal. Hang on. Need to check who the developer is because we should definitely call them out. Uh, it's coming to Switch as well, isn't it? And that's why I've not played it because, as I was saying, I want everything to be on the Switch. So <laughs> I'm going to wait and play it on the Switch. But clearly, it's not the sort of game I should be playing handheld, is it? It's a game that deserves to be big screen. Um, yeah, I would. Sorry. So, yeah, this this, um, this game's called Mach- it's by Machine Games. Yeah, uh, my apologies. Um, maybe it's not the sort of the game, game you want to be playing on the plane to Germany. Maybe not. Mm, no. Yeah, not with the volume on. Anyway. Yeah. No. yeah no. Actually, when I googled the developer, it comes up is Wolfenstein illegal in Germany? Oh. Um, Don't they have to change all the insignia and stuff? Developers have had to censor the game to comply with German laws banning the use of Nazi imagery. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because it may appear to be glorifying it, so it's it's. Yeah, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, don't well, think they like. I don't form, think they like commentary. It's yeah, bad. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say you got to play this on a pro controller. You shouldn't play this on the Switch on the move. I mean, you certainly can, yeah. but I don't know if it'll feel that good because it feels so good. Like yeah. they're very, they're not quite as good as Bungie, but it feels so sophisticated there. Yeah, first person shooting mechanics. So yeah, highly recommend that game. Well, that's all the games that we have to talk about this week. Yes, let's move on. Uh, Bye, guys. Another little game came out this week. Uh, all right, let's get the correct pronunciations going for some things. How do we say this company's name? Nintendo. 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 No. No. Fuck's sake. That's Nintendo. I think you just said Nintendo. The accent's on Nintendo. Do. Nintendo. 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 It's just yeah. really flat. Can we please talk about this really game? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to do this for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, Super Mario Odyssey. Super is, Mario. Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You asked. You asked the question. Yeah. You opened that can of worms. Yeah. Shutting the can of worms. I'm throwing <laughs> it in the it's ocean and letting the fish pick it to pieces. Uh, all right. It's finally here. The first. Okay, so let's go into this. This is clearly a sequel to Mario 64 from the N64 era. Yes. It is the first, they're calling it the first open world Mario game. That's why they built it beforehand since um, uh, Sunshine. Yes. But in my mind, these, you just simply have to look at the mainline games. Now, people get all finickety, they're like, well, Super Mario Land on Wii U or on Super Mario yeah. whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Sure, they're all great. 3D Land, all fantastic. But what have we had? We've had since 64, with Mario 64. Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 2, and this. Yes. That is But they're the saying line. that Galaxy and Galaxy 2 are not in the same... There was a graphic with like two timelines, and they're saying yeah. Galaxy doesn't fit into the 64 and I understand. This. I get it, but In no, my no. head, there's a very clear main line of Mario games, yeah. and the rest, it doesn't diminish whether the others are better or not, but they're a different game type. Okay. But these are like pure 3D Mario games. Yeah. Um, and I know like... Yeah, even Mario plus Rabbids is technically pure 3D. But people, people are getting... I just want to say, because people are getting really fucking stupid about this. And I think it's very clear this is the first Mario mainline game since Galaxy 2. 
Because it's open world in inverted commas, isn't it? And that's the whole yeah. point. It's unlike, yeah. you know, it's triple A quality Mario. Unlike yeah. any, any like all the... How dare you say that Galaxy is not triple A? No, no, but I'm saying since Galaxy. Horrendous. I'm saying since Galaxy. <laughs> um, but anyway, I haven't really... I've dabbled in Mario games. This is the first one I've really played since Galaxy 2 properly. Mm. Um, I've played bits of the others, but they weren't really doing... They weren't doing what I wanted them to do. This was the one I was excited for. Um, Lee. Yes. This is really why you're here to talk about it. it oh, God, it so is. So you yeah. got a press copy of this like a couple of weeks early. Yeah, about a week and a half early. So, so you've I definitely was... put the most time into this. Yeah, you've well, got 520 moons. 520 now. moons, completed the main game. Yep. We're not going to do spoilers for what happens after the main game. Nope. We might say a couple of nice things happened during the main game, but nothing mm. like too spoilery. Uh, what are your impressions? It's, it's just a wonderful Mario game. It's just joyous. You know, in the way that all, I was going to say all good Nintendo games are, but a huge percentage of Nintendo games are just wonderful. Nintendo. Nintendo. They are just uh, <laughs> wonderful, comforting hugs of video games, you know, that you just want to spend time with. And that is that is what this game is. And I think any faults or negative points I have with it are simply because what it gets right, it gets so right that the the little negatives and niggly things are quite glaring I right. think but it's a, it's a beautiful wonderful game it's a game I will come back to constantly over the years in the same way that I go back to 64 and go back to Galaxy this is up there and it's I mean what a year to have Zelda and a game like this come oh, out crazy. on a new console where coming off the back of the Wii U this is Nintendo firing on all, on all yeah. cylinders and you know yeah, as someone who likes Nintendo, that is that is a fantastic thing to see. Yeah, and you wonder like what they're going to do next year to compete mm. with us. I mean, they have Metroid Prime, Prime, but who knows when that's coming out? But anyway, um, well, where do you because you have been playing the other Mario games like on Wii U and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Where does this come for you? Like, do you feel this is the best one since Galaxy? Because I know you're a big fan of the f- is it first or second Galaxy or both? Uh, I think objectively, the second Galaxy is a better game, better levels and things like that. But just kind of the world of the first one and how different and surprising it was when it first came out. Mm. So that has a special place in my heart. Um, and then I know some people haven't been massive fans of 3D Land and 3D World, but I really appreciated what they were. They were um, not simplistic, but they were very focused about what they were in terms of platforming style and stuff. And I really, really liked that. Um, some really interesting things they did. Um, and yeah, I think in a way playing Odyssey has made me appreciate those games even more because I think if maybe what we should do is start to unpack some of the negatives about Odyssey is that it maybe loses some of that simplicity in platforming and the challenge that comes from the really difficult levels in 3D World um, and some of the basics of what Mario is you know if you go back to yeah. 3D uh, if you go back to Mario World uh, on the Super Nintendo and just what it means to be a great platformer I think some of that is missing here and you've got a, a bit of a, a mishmash of 64 elements of sunshine and uh, oh, for other sure. things in here yeah this is a mixture um, of everything there's some Galaxy yeah. Sunshine 64 the whole lot that's in here and then yeah some just Super Mario Land and just going way back to the 2D it feels like a celebration of all the Mario games yeah, but with the so. gravitational pull of Mario 64 yeah. that's how it feels to me yeah just with that basic layout of level design size density um, although obviously it's way denser here the amount of movements yeah. on some of these levels is fucking insane yeah just crazy and what I always find really interesting when um, 
when I'm fortunate enough to get a, an early copy of something, is playing it in isolation and not being influenced by reviews, by what other people think. Uh, and when I was playing it, because I was going in wanting to love everything about it, there was just this niggling thing of, what am I not getting here? What is this? There's something I'm not quite latching onto with this. And I realized what it was, was like you were just saying, how dense everything is, how many moons there are and things like that. Getting a, getting a moon very quickly mm-hmm. loses any sense of achievement because yeah. they're so readily available, so many of them, and they're, they're around every corner, and so many of them are not difficult to get in the slightest. Yeah. That, you know, a huge part of the satisfaction of Mario is when you finally get that star at the end of a level and you've been fighting for hours, potentially, to overcome something, and you oh, I've got this star, finally. Mm-hmm. Whereas they come thick and fast in Odyssey. Um, and that's what I kind of grappled with when I was playing it, was that I was just rattling through it, getting so many things, and not really feeling challenged by it. And I think, without spoiling anything, a lot of that comes from the post-game, and then going back and picking apart some of the more difficult things. And I think Nintendo have been very careful in how they have tried to open this up to as many people as possible. Um, because, let's be honest, navigating a 3D space in the way you have to in Mario isn't something that everyone is very comfortable with. Yeah. Especially some people that are trying to reach out for the Switch. So they've catered to that, but then pushed some more of the difficult content a bit more under the surface. Right, okay. Um, and that's a very long-winded way of me saying, I wish it was a little bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, we're just yeah, we're just playing some Cuphead, weren't we? Because that was one of my yes, criticisms yeah. that I came to you as well. I've been coming off the back of Cuphead, and then going. And obviously, Mario shouldn't be the hardest Cuphead necessarily because that's no. perversely difficult. But coming into us, I was. It's like you say, it's not even a drip feed of moons. It is a water, just a gush, a it, gush. Of oh moons. my goodness, yeah, and so that's a technical term. It's a, a, gush, a gush of moons. I'm appreciating. Um, and it's it's kind of surprised me because yeah I've I played through this game I've only had it since when did it come out twenty seventh on Friday so twenty seventh like yeah, four or five days yeah. uh, just completed the main game last night so yep. I'm getting into that new game plus post game whatever you want to call it stuff mm. now um, and I absolutely love it like I absolutely love it it's ridiculous to say <laughs> like this is one of those few games where I go to sleep and I just want to play it and then my girlfriend who's in a different a completely different part of the world will text me saying she's playing it and then I start thinking about it I'm like fuck now I have to play it and I start <laughs> playing it and I go to sleep and then you wake up and you're like oh I just I just want to play it yeah and a lot of the reason for that is one because Mario exists in a joyous world a lot of the time so it's kind of like it's always fun it's always bright and sunny yeah. and cool colors and you know but I do think a lot of it is also because it's it's easy a lot of the game is easy and again I'm just talking about the mainline game I'm delved yeah. into anything past that yeah. yet um, but the mainline game is easy and the moons come very, 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 very thick and fast. And so it's a constant sense of accomplishment, which is both smart and I think a little bit cheating. It's like mm. this, it's very easy hook of where you always feel like you're doing something because everywhere you look, there's five things that you notice if you're paying attention and you understand the rules. You're like, okay, I'll do that, that, and then that, and then that. And then you might get to that and you're sidetracked by this. And it's kind of that Zelda mentality that we mm. had at the beginning of the year. Only the difference with Zelda is obviously the sense of scope and that you might find things you couldn't possibly imagine. With Mario, I quickly found, I was figuring out like the Assassin's Creed logic of it. Of, okay, I know roughly what each level is going to give me. There might be something I can ride. There might be something that's hidden like this. There'll be a race thing. There'll be some unique sport element, whatever. And then every now and then, I'd get something. I was like, oh, wow, that's completely different and yeah. inspired and really cool. And it's not to take away from all the other stuff. 
that are putting in there, but it it does feel very gamey to me. And I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that's actually a very positive thing to a lot of people. To me, it's a negative thing. Just in that I don't like, I like my games to feel as ungamey as possible. Um, and in Odyssey, I get to a world and I look at it and most of them are actually very small, but then they're very smartly, densely populated with things to do. So it's a joy for me to get in there and unpack it. And this is what I sent you last night. I can't say how much I love this game for me to want to keep playing it how I have and completing the main story in like four <laughs> days or whatever. Because I don't normally like this kind of game. Like I don't no. I don't like 3D platforming. I don't think it works. And in this game, it does most of the time. But when it doesn't, it's so aggravating. Yeah. Um, like the volleyball... <laughs> Which I don't oh like. Oh my goodness. It's so annoying in this game. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It really doesn't. You have to basically cheat. Like you were saying the way that you get to... I did the same thing actually as you. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that was kind of what I was doing. Um, you kind of have to cheat to, to get it to work really yeah. in a way. It doesn't feel organic or pleasurable. And there are a few elements like that throughout this game that just are not what I want to be doing. But it's it still just constantly hooks you because you just feel like, well, there's all these things that are going to unravel. The more I pull it out of string, other things will turn up and I can just keep going. And yeah, because those moves. big surprises are so wonderful that you think there's going to be another one around yeah. the corner. So I want to, I want to see that. Yeah. I want to carry yeah, on. Yeah. And it's always enticing you forward because it says, you know, uh, as soon as you get to one point, it says, oh, if you just get 10 more moons, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. not completely. But that's what I mean. But then I powered through it really quickly. So in my head, like, I know there's all this post-game stuff, but I feel we do have to look at it in the simple context of mm. the original story. It's pretty short, really. I, because uh, I, you know, I've now read the reviews and people are saying, oh, it's 15, 20 hours, which is, for me, I think it's nonsense. I did it in about six or seven. Right. Went through the main thing. And I didn't feel I was powering through particularly quickly. Mm-hmm. If I saw something in the corner, something shiny, I'd go and get it and got a decent amount of moons before I finished. Yep. Um, yeah, and I did it about six You are seven. a good gamer, just to be clear. <laughs> no, you are. I watching you play. You're much better at this game than me. Um, yeah, I would say it probably took me 15 because I know I spent a lot of those four to five days playing it uh maybe 10. yeah but you're very much oh shiny and you'll go and yeah i was collecting. i was trying to get all the coins and all yeah. the stuff um I get which o- is the right way OCD. to play in fairness that is the best way of playing this game i think take your time with this yeah and save every moment with it yeah really, no complete that's the way to, it's same with zelda you know don't don't feel you have to rush to the end because there's nothing to be gained by doing that really. well yeah okay so let me get through i want to go through i've got a list actually you have a list because everyone who's been talking about this game just loves it it's getting perfect scores yep people aren't really pointing out that many negatives and I do want to point out some negatives because I feel Nintendo are getting a bit of a free pass on some things with this game yeah. because it's a new Mario game because it's them and because it is superb I feel there's certain elements where it's like other developers wouldn't get away with that without being no. in trouble no. like the volleyball section you wouldn't this get really away with that this really offends you this volleyball section doesn't it oh it's so annoying <laughs> so, the skipping was like okay but a bit annoying but the volleyball is just so it, it's like we were saying last night um, when they used to call Grand Theft Auto yeah, good at like everything and a master of nothing um, yeah in that it's trying to do you're trying to do too many things I don't need volleyball in my Mario game unless you've really figured it out well and this is volleyball with online leaderboards as well yeah we- <laughs> and it's borderline unplayable yeah really seriously yeah. borderline unplayable um, so don't fucking put it in there you know it's Nintendo and it's Mario like it should be of a high quality <laughs> It's yep. not, it shouldn't just be a thing of, oh, let's just chuck this in and chuck this in and chuck this in, unless it works. 
a thing in the previous Mario games, like beach volleyball. No, there's an actual, there's a Mario volleyball game, wasn't there? Oh, Mario sports, isn't it? And yeah, the, the, the yeah. yeah. That's probably things. where it comes from, right? Yeah, but then make it yeah. work. Yeah, make it play properly. Uh-huh. Like it's honestly, other developers wouldn't get away with that. It would be this is like all mm. that shitty like the shitty darts game in gta 4 and stuff like that it's <laughs> yeah. like just don't put it in there it just in. because you put in <laughs> lots of things doesn't mean it's better mm. yeah um so some enemies have really bad designs there are there are loads of wonderful designs in this game there are a few that really i think are bad uh you don't most, like the bosses do you? the most egregious for me yeah are the bosses yeah. the four rabbity boss things which i think are terribly designed i don't like them at all mm. uh mechanically great in fights in the actual boss battles I think are good but just to look at them don't like them uh, there's also those little black sooty things which I think in 8-bit work well but in 3D I don't they just don't suit the Mario world to me they're like spark sort of soot black sort of oh where they're on like wires or whatever. yeah it just doesn't okay. it looks like it's from a different game it doesn't look yeah. right and there's a few like that where you just like wondering like, that doesn't look like it's from Mario it just feels like it's from something else yeah um, like the dragon yeah, the dragon's complete. The, yeah, mm. so... Uh, oh, it really stands out. Yeah, there's, there's mm. a few... Because that's what I mean, like, it's this exuberant colourfulness that you like in Mario. Mm. There are a few levels in this, and there's one I really want to point out, which is when you first, yeah, get to uh, Donk City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is Mario? <laughs> well, okay, no, we'll get to that's that at the end. We'll get to that you don't, But you when you don't. first get there, the city's dark, rainy, and you have to battle through it, and I'm oh, playing yeah. it, and then you have tanks which you can take over and possess and play as a tank. And, and I'm like, it feels exactly like games that would get three out of 10 that were Sonic games. Well, no, that section with the tank made me feel of, uh, think of Arkham Knight. Yeah, well, but no, when you're as good. And that no, section no, in the no, Arkham exactly. Knight gets ripped apart. Yeah. But you take the complexity, graphical fidelity mechanics yeah. of Arkham Knight and it's fantastic compared to, the, yeah. <laughs> compared to what they do in Odyssey with the tanks. Yeah. Um, like strafing in that fucking thing in fantasy is a nightmare <laughs> but just even the look of it the electric guitar like all of it it feels like a bad sonic 3d level it really 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 does yeah and then it kind of reinvents itself as a colorful mario level stuff with dense stuff and it's great but it got me thinking well are these levels like you know until they stuff it full of distractions and colorfulness some of these levels don't i don't know like i don't know if they work for me and you don't definitely doesn't <laughs> work for me no for many weird reasons no um, I find a camera can be really frustrating at points. It's pushing me. It literally tries to push me to look in certain directions I don't want to sometimes, um, which always happens a lot in 3D platformers. Yep. But by this point, I'd hope they'd figure it out because uh, I don't have the problem with Galaxy really because of the game design. It's more open world because you're on spheres. Yeah. This because you're not on spheres and you're looking for secrets. It gets the camera. Sometimes I'm fighting it. Um, Especially something like New Dog City where the... Uh, the environment is so dense yeah uh, and you've got high buildings and things yeah you lose track of it yes um so yeah because of that as well perspective for platforming can still suck sometimes yeah um yeah uh yeah i worried that i was having and then it got caught a little bit but i still have a bit it is very linear very 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 linear Mm. in terms of it's like level by level by level and i think twice you get to pick between two directions you want to go in but it doesn't really matter because you'll do the next one afterwards anyway um, and I was playing yeah with my girlfriend in a different part of the world and I had started a couple of days before her and I kind of felt bad because I was like well I'm going to experience all the things that you're going to experience pretty much before you experience them there aren't unique stories to necessarily tell and share between us 
but then she did prove me wrong. She found a couple of things even in that first level that I didn't know about, um, which I'm not going to spoil on here. And I'd spent ages trying to rinse the first couple levels and she still found stuff in there that I didn't know about, which was great. So that made, gave me more faith that no, some of these levels are big enough that there's secrets in there. Um, but it's this weird juxtaposition between trying to be open world and also being extraordinarily linear at the same time, which I find interesting. I would much prefer if you start this game and sure, you can lock off a few levels for later, but if you really start this game, do the intro bit and then Cappy is like, where, like we need to get some moons. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Mm. You can pick any of these levels. Uh, which direction should we go? Because a lot of them I think are ostensibly as difficult as each other. Yeah. Um, and then it was a thing of, all right, well, you've got to get enough power moons to go to the one you want to go to. But if you get enough power moons, you can. So maybe lock them off with like, this one here is three power moons. This one's here's 10. This one here's 20. But if you want to really stay on this level and rinse it and get 20, you can jump straight to that level yeah. and try that level out. Yeah. And do more of a like a no man's sky thing in terms of just get the fuel to get there and you can get to any level you want in whatever order you want. Yeah. That to me would make this game so much better. It really would. Just be able to digest it with which one I wanted to go to when I want to go to it. Yeah. And knowing I'm getting the experience a bit different from other people. Um, what else? Have I mentioned volleyball was horrible? Tell us, Al. I don't like the nightmarish acid trip when he first possesses the frog right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> we, we were sort of laughing because it's like this Google image search of frog. Yeah. And this, yeah, it, it's like yeah, a natural geographic, national geographic, natural geographic. <laughs> Now, image of a frog that's just there and it's a photo of a frog. So like when you first possess something, mm -hmm. you use your cap obviously to possess mm -hmm. different things. The first thing you possess in this game is a little frog and it's adorable. Yeah. But first time you do it, you see what happens when you possess someone. They answer a question that we did not need to know the answer to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is what is really happening when he's basically mind raping these animals <laughs> and just possessing them. Soul rape. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and... It's it's Mario looks like in pain, screaming, going through like a portal, and inside a portal, we learn later in a one that we will not spoil for people. You see, I guess, the history of that creature that yeah. you're possessing. Like yeah. you get its memories and stuff, and go into its soul basically as he possesses them. And they show it with the frog, but they do it with the frog basically by showing one picture of, <laughs> of, a, of a frog that they googled for or something. It's it's not even animated. It's just a photo of a frog. It's so weird. And again, mm. just doesn't fit for me. Mm. Um, but then, like you said, it happens. That same thing happens again later on, but yeah. it really works oh, in the, the context yeah. of no. that. But yeah. absolutely, the time it happens later, which we won't spoil, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, because they didn't Google such a frog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are also there are also quite a few invisible walls I've noticed in this game, particularly on like the beach levels and stuff like that. I'll be like, oh, I'm in like a little a thing where I can travel faster on water. There must be secrets hidden around the other side of this beach. No, I just did an invisible wall immediately. Yeah. Not even having to go very far. Um, and there's a lot of elements like that for me where it's just like, this is a very, very old-fashioned game. Like, this is really... I feel like this game, other than the graphical fidelity of it, could have been made for the N64. I don't feel there's much happening here in terms of game mechanics, in terms of level size or anything else that couldn't be done on the N64. It's no, just I mean, the fidelity of the graphics. We've kind of made that point about open world, in inverted commas, and I, I, it's not an open world. The levels, like you said, are not huge. And I look back to uh, Sunshine, and I can think of maybe some levels in that are that are relatively big, and maybe as big as some of the yeah. normal size levels in this. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah, that's probably the biggest complaint I have, is the size of the levels, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it is quite a big thing. I was hoping for more of a... Because I didn't really know what to expect. Because one of the early levels you get is the desert level. Yeah, and I know. That, that is quite substantial. Yeah. I and so you think, oh, great, all of them are going to be like this. And they're, they're really not. not. Yeah. And a couple of them are actually very, very small. Yeah, a couple of them are really disappointing. Yeah. Mm. Have um, you guys always fantasized that Mario would be wearing shorts or brief? And especially, like, red polka dots, like... Is that a thing? I'm glad you brought it up. Well, are you okay with it? Or is it? My favorite thing mm-hmm. in this game, mm-hmm. and the thing that keeps me playing, is collecting the currency to the in to the in-game in-world currency for each kingdom, just to buy all of the outfits. Because I want all mm-hmm. the outfits. They make no difference to your gameplay until you get to I think there's a few specific ones at the end or amiibo unlocked ones, which do help you with some things. But I just want them all. And yes, I played. So I played a game in my underpants with a snorkel, <laughs> <laughs> and I make Mario do the same. Uh, Lee, <laughs> how, how do you how does Mario dress in your game? How do I have Mario dress in my game? Yeah. Um, oh, this like well, the way I like to play is one that I can't talk about, but there's there's one that unlocks later in the game that oh, okay. is just amazing. It's brilliant. And, like um, him being Italian ex plumber, you would think that he would be brief kind of guy and not shorts, right? That's true. You think he'd have little yeah. tidy whities <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the most damage, m- mentally damaging part of all this is seeing Mario's nipples, which is <laughs> something that no one really wanted to you, see. You told me when you saw me hadn't done it yet, and so, so I made you what? Look at my Mario nipples. Yeah, Mario nipples. <laughs> Katie just told me last night, and I don't think we knew you could do it, but there's a button you can do to randomize your costume. So once you have a bunch, and uh, not randomize your nipples, not <laughs> randomize your nipples. <laughs> never randomize your nipples. Um, so yeah, every time you start the game, you don't know. How you're gonna look? And she said it's really funny. Oh, it I mismatches hats and costumes. Oh, yeah, and that could be cool. Yeah, which is fun. Nice, and it carries across into when you go to eight bit sections of the game, which is fucking yes. great. Mm. Like those yeah. things, are, I fucking mm. love. There love needs to be more of those. Things. Yeah, it's brilliant. Sections. It's really smart to have that within the 3D world. Mm. It's like yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, again, I just want to be clear. I'm pointing out all these things because I think you have to be fair and I think a lot of these things just get a free pass off. Well, it's obviously a masterpiece. Let's not talk about its flaws. So I wanted to say, I think there are a lot of flaws actually with this game, um, but I still love it to death. Like, Oh, yeah. Absolutely I just personally, well, yeah. I think you would give it, or what most people give it, I think you'd probably give it a 10 out of 10. 9.5 if we're doing okay. that kind of thing. We are. Gal- <laughs> Galaxy is still my favourite Mario game. Still your favourite? Still my favourite Mario game. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can completely understand that. But this is uh, an amazing game. And, you know, I mean, and also it's, uh, I mean, you think of portable Mario games mm. that we've had before. Oh, man. And you think of this in context of a handheld game. Oh, incredible. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you so you guys anywhere. said that it's clearly a, a sequel. Mm-hmm. Where do you think it's going to go next or where do you want it to go? Mm. I want, we were talking about this, like I want two things. I would like, yeah, for them to gameplay do something completely different with it instead of these little worlds try because in the sand level they proved mm-hmm. to me you could have you could have an open world mario game mm-hmm. and do very smart level design where these different sections are within that open world you know so i would like that to have more mm-hmm. freedom of how you digest your mario game it's not just level one two three four mm-hmm. um and i really want them to do something different with his design he looks great in this game mm-hmm. the costumes are fun mm-hmm. but we're saying with link they do different things with Zelda games. You get Wind Waker design, you get Twilight Princess design, you yeah. different looks. Mm. Mario just always looks the same. And mm. I'd love to see them do, all right, let's do him as a, more of a cartoon character or let's do him more as a realistic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do something different with him. Mm. Mm. would be cool. Something I would just want something really, really different because this to me was more a sequel to Mario 64 than I ever imagined it would be. 
with all the good and the bad that that would imply. Kind of like nostalgia, no? Very much. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I'm interested mm. for kids who never played Mario 64. Because mm. there's, there's characters in the game even like calling back to Mario 64. I think most people wouldn't have played most, the 64. Most people. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, yeah, generations now won't have played. Because the generations of 64 was when not everyone had game console. Yeah. Like maybe like one of or two of your... You friends your friends had one you know yeah no completely yeah mm. i'm interested how this does not critically because critics are older and all played mario 64 mm-hmm. but how it does with kids mm-hmm. who have never played yeah. mario 64 before lee where do i want to go next mm-hmm. um i really want a bit of a return to 3d world which is kind of a bit more hardcore platforming mm-hmm. um i'd love them to do that next i'd like them to alternate actually to kind of go from that to then back to this kind of style of mm-hmm. more open world stuff and kind of mix mm-hmm. between the two and yeah not only play with the look but play with the formula mm-hmm. and let, let's let's have mm-hmm. some new things I, I want another 2D Mario mm-hmm. no I agree I mean I think this is the thing I think going well. polar opposite directions is the best mm-hmm. thing because at the moment you have a lot of different branches of the franchise and they're occupying a similar space yeah and it would be cool to have yeah go okay go really 3D free like free roaming and go yes. really really 2D do like a Cuphead style Mario where it's all hand-drawn mm. animation. Oh, absolutely. That would be, be incredible. Horrible. Do you think they're thinking about doing with um, augmented reality Mario like uh, Pokemon hmm. Go? <laughs> <laughs> so you can what? have Mario nipples. I could, <laughs> totally, I could totally <laughs> Basically. see it. They do it for everything. I mean, there's a fucking, there's a great like Rick and Morty VR game that yes. people think yes. is incredible. So like, yeah. you could totally do a Mario. Yeah. Yeah, Mario VR yeah. would be pretty fun if you oh, get yeah. to be You'd Mario and lot. get his like POV. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it, like kind of my love for um, Super Mario World I know I know we sort of said at the start of the podcast it's my favourite game is mm-hmm. because of the Super Nintendo Classic obviously that has come out recently yes and playing that again years later and just how timeless the mechanics of that is and how the physics feel yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. A, on a game that is decades old and I just I want them to return to the purity of that a yeah bit, I would love a new 16-bit Mario game <laughs> so much I mean because we've had Sonic Mania this year which was incredible Yep. Um, you know, and it's how I remember the Sonic games, even though I'm sure they were never quite as good as Sonic yeah, Mania is. Quite as pretty, is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, can Nintendo do that, please? Yeah. Pretty please. Can I quickly <laughs> make a comment about the Pokemon Go in Japan? Please. So when it came out, it was like two years ago, a year and a half, I guess. Yeah. Um, there were people walking with their smartphones outside doing it. Then it kind of died down, right? Yeah. I think everywhere in the world, um, including Japan. But last a few months, there are more people out there. Like you see those like pockets of people just looking at their smartphone. Right. Like everywhere in Tokyo. Oh. And that's because they are now doing the new thing of like you fight together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battles. Uh, yeah. So team and, and apparently to- that has opened up real human communications with the <laughs> players because you see the same people so yeah. before you didn't really say hi or like look at them but now they feel like they have defeated together so there's this sense of like group or team so now people say hi or like konbanwa you know that which oh, is kind of cool yeah and that's, cool. that's what nintendo wanted to do yeah mm. yeah so finally together. they're making it happen so maybe they would do something like that with Mario or like Zelda, you know, because they are very much about how to 
make people happier or that's like, interesting yeah they have that whole uh what's the program that they have right now it's called life nintendo life or something it's all about getting people outside yeah mm. doing that to yeah. play games um yeah, I'm interested if that works in other mm. countries. Mm. If that, if English people do that or American yeah. people do that in the same way as Japanese mm. yeah. people are doing it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Interesting to see. You guys played like two players for the first time last night. Yeah, right? we did. Thank you. We was it difficult? Did. Easier? Easier and harder. Easier, harder. Can you do Mostly that online <laughs> or do you have to be, be there? No, you got to be there. Okay. Couch co-op only. Right. Um, basically, one of you takes over from Cappy. You have a few more powers you can do as Cappy. You can go out further, control him more. So you can get items quicker. And for bosses, we found it made them much easier. Yes. Because you can have one of you just avoiding and then getting ready to head stomp. And the other mm-hmm. one can be blocking and whatever, you know, uh, parrying. But for regular the platforming. Oh, my goodness. Fucking nightmare. You can use the cap to jump on as well. So technically, if you're great with it, you could use it to you guys do hopscotch. started like fighting and arguing. And yeah, we're quite an old man. We're like an old man couple for a bit. That was... Talking to one another was not our strongest point at what, three three o'clock this morning or something when we were no. playing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I Definitely think don't play it with your partner because you will it makes it too easy, to be honest. And the, the bosses, especially, it yeah. kind of breaks some of the mechanics of the bosses, I yeah. think. Uh, which might be a good thing if you're struggling. No, but, but I think then it ruins the point of the game. Like, I think both ways. No, but no, you must ways. suffer. You must struggle. Well, that's, again, it's too easy, I think, this game anyway. Yes. So, like, I think the curve is good like i think it's fine and i think you should take a few goes to get through the bosses and stuff um so yeah i think it makes it too easy or too hard <laughs> it's not improving anything in the game for me because in galaxy there was the two-player mode where yeah. it was kind of the parent mode where the parent could sit with the kid and make it easier whereas with this i i, I don't know i think the child would want to kill you so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> dad what are you doing thanks for reminding me what of are you that. doing Tamara, i'd already blocked it out from my <laughs> so before we move on is this currently your game of the year that's the question I really don't know it's it's this and Zelda mm. um, but which has got the staying power I think probably Zelda for me mm-hmm. um, but yeah, both fantastic games and who would have thunk it start of the year two in a in, so like for without a doubt these two unless there's some very perverse site out there this is the one of these two games will be number one for every site at the end of the year yeah um, for me it's not even close that's the thing like I love this game I'd give it a 9 out of 10 I would give Zelda a 15 out of 10 like it's yeah. not even close to me the enjoyment that I get from Zelda as I do from this um, and the amount of time I'd want to put into it and just just the scope of genuine like, I think this one works fantastically I don't think anywhere near the same amount of smarts went into making this as went into redesigning Zelda for Breath of the Wild uh, I've been um, thinking about this the past couple of weeks do you think this was originally a Wii U game Mm. Uh, and then reworked I, I think it was yeah um, whereas Zelda was always going to be Switch game Zelda's on Wii U as well mm. oh. I believe a, a year before Switch came out that an email just went round the developers uh, and they said oh yeah by the way we're making it Switch so they <laughs> so the technical issues that you might have with Zelda are from the fact it's a port mm. that was done relatively quickly uh, for the size yeah. of the game yeah um, yeah I could totally see this as the same kind of deal although halfway through production or something and then like you're going to have to do this with Switch now rather than yeah not uh, that there are technical issues because it, it runs beautifully and looks great and all of that sort yeah. of stuff but um, I'm you, I it doesn't here's the thing you put in you suddenly started playing Mario Kart I looked away and you started playing Mario Kart 8 and admittedly yeah. it's uh, you know slightly more focused but I would argue there's as many 
levels that they have to create for that as there are for the for yeah. Odyssey. And Mario Kart 8 immediately, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. And I and yes. then I realized you were playing Mario Kart. Um, and that was a Wii U game. Yeah. You know. Initially. Yeah. Initially. I mean, I know it's the, the Switch du- one is deluxe version. Game. It's slightly higher res, but, you know, same yeah. graphics. Um, yeah, but for me, Zelda's just... They had to redesign so much of that game. For, for me, Odyssey is kind of... It's very, very smart design, but not to the same level as Breath of the Wild in terms of so many just interesting... Yeah. things going on everywhere around you and inexhaustible really and like i said earlier it just makes me really excited for the switch and for nintendo generally yeah they are finally back really they just got to keep it going because it, it it's easy for them to get back when you're using your two flagship franchises yep <laughs> in the same year <laughs> yeah you do that after that we've had splatoon 2 we've had yeah. arms so how much which, arms did well to begin with it sold it's like incredibly a lot underrated with. i think arms is fantastic i, I like think. arms a lot but it's not. It's never going to be. No, it's not a big franchise seller for them. Um, it did well that initial week, but yep. there wasn't much else no. big. Like, but they have had a tempo game every month. Yeah, but there's tempos and then there's tempos like Call of Duty, <laughs> and Assassin's Creed. Like, it depends on your number shifting. You're really talking about, you know. Yep. Um, even you know, Zelda surprised people, but Zelda is a big thing for for Nintendo, and it doesn't normally sell anywhere near as much as no. Mario at mm-hmm. all. Um, so yeah like we say they've got F-Zero they might drag out maybe at some point oh, we know please. they're doing Metroid Prime oh yes they're, they're gonna probably just up-res Smash Brothers or Bros yep. as they like to say in America um, but there's a lot of ports from Wii U you know it's Super Mario Kart it's they're doing like a Mario Party now aren't they from an old one or something I don't think that's on Switch though I no, think, Switch? no it's just on 3DS mm-hmm. um, um, well I mean there's been a lot of ports from Wii U the thing was though, there were loads of ports that I think they should be doing from Wii U because yeah. there's some gems there that no, I'm happy they're doing play, it. So I'm happy to do it, but I yeah. can't count them as unique Switch tempo games. You know, like we're it's been a long time now since we had a new Mario Kart game, even though we had a Mario Kart game this year or last this year. And last year. When was it? Oh, well, this year. Well, uh, eight Deluxe is yeah, this yeah, year. This year. Yeah, yeah, April. Um, we haven't actually had a new Mario Kart game in three years now I, I, I would want that I want Mario Kart to become a service I want it to be DLC because right. you know like you were saying it's a beautiful game and the, the, the kind of base mechanics are perfected now I think just give me loads of new tracks and new characters and yeah. keep, keep that rolling on and I'd be I don't need a Mario Kart 9 I just no, need I, I understand, more reasons to play Mario Kart 8 I think for them they have reasons to need a Mario Kart 9 yes just when a lot of your iterations have been from the Wii U basically saying oh no one bought the Wii U so here's this game again <laughs> let's just pretend that didn't happen yeah I'm just hoping next year goes as well for them as this year um, yeah alright thank you you two sorry for making no. <laughs> can I just uh, point out it's, it's completely okay, it's unrelated yes yes I know how to go no 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 <laughs> We've already gone through that, so. But um, can I just point out to our listeners that Mr. Al White is wearing his cans on his head and it looks like a pair of ears and Tamro can't stop staring at. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like... <laughs> I was what you were giggling It's kind of like Hellboy as well. I was going for Princess Leia. Yeah. They're kind of Mickey Mouse they were, I don't know yeah. why. They were rubbing my neck in a weird way and it's annoying me and I don't want them on my ears. So I just kind of put them on my, my head. Oh, yeah, why? Like a little weird hat. It's a, it's a look. Yep. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, maybe that's you can right. find a photo on Haruka Abe's Instagram. Ooh, or maybe, 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 maybe. Um, oh, you didn't. <laughs> uh, so while Lee's getting up releases, because you're going to be covering that, I'm going to do a little intro outro. This is the point of the podcast where we realize that no one listens to the end of a podcast and sees where you can go to help support us because who cares? 
who cares i don't care i get to end the podcast move straight on uh but we'd appreciate it if you would help us out head on over to wearegeeks.com wearegeeks.com and you can branch straight out to our itunes um where you can then get all of our weekly stuff we every tuesday we have this podcast where we talk about topical news and or movies and games and releases and box office and then every single friday we have our horror channel where we put up another episode in a horror franchise we're literally another episode another episode episode. or a banana episode where uh we've literally just finished our texas chainsaw massacre retrospective which uh, ended in leatherface the new texas film and now we're starting our child's play retrospective which is me alexander chard allison holland um what else are we doing yeah there are other ones we've done friday the 13th nightmare on elm street and face on the body snatch just danny boyle and you can also go to weirdgeeks.com to branch out to our Twitch where we sometimes do some streamings um, and we have a bank of, of old episodes there as well. Um, we've got some cool things coming actually with Twitch, but that won't probably be till 2018, the very beginning of 2018. Uh, if you also go to weirdgeeks.com, you can email us to let us know your thoughts, opinions. If you want questions right out on this, we're going to start doing giveaways. So start writing us in questions, uh, mail at weirdgeeks.com or just for our website and you can email us directly. Uh, you can also then branch out to our publisher. We are tessellate.com, production company run out of London, LA, and Tokyo, making feature films. We just made our first one called Starfish, and we talk about that on this podcast right here, as well as on our websites um, and on our social medias, which we'll get to at the end of the podcast. Tamara, two uh, lines. Uh, no, 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 yeah. What? <laughs> you just went straight into <laughs> Sorry. it. Sorry. I was going to say, we, we always say we talk about our new film, oh, our first film, Starfish, mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We rarely do. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> two line synopsis of where we're at right now. Uh, festivals getting submitted. Uh, all the editing and the final version is likely to be uh, completed by the end of this year. It will. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no choice. It yeah. must be fair. Uh, yeah, we're nearly there. Basically, for the beginning of December, it's mm-hmm. be done. Oh yeah. Uh, um, and then we'll be able to share a lot more once we know distribution yeah. festival plans and exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there you go. And maybe we should, you know, um, do the what we used to do at the beginning of the pre-production. Um, Starfish Diaries. Starfish Diaries. Yeah, so we did do yeah. a show called Starfish Diaries, but some people did write to me because they enjoyed, but we got to a point where we couldn't mm. legitimately talk about things. But maybe <laughs> at some point we can do like one special version of it yeah. to just talk about the, the problem is I genuinely want to tell the truth about making a first film, mm. The Goods and the Bads, yeah. and it's hard to do that without ruining your career and never getting to make another movie. <laughs> exactly. That <laughs> um, is always a problem. But we'll maybe find a way. We'll yeah. think of a way how we, can, how we can be honest and help people because I want to mm. help people not make the mistakes exactly. that we make. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because we have to evolve as exactly. you know, human beings. Exactly. We have to share as knowledge and wisdom and mistakes and miserable tears and <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment is this something you want to talk about Tamara? <laughs> it's okay because now is, we're not interested uh, <laughs> lee there's not much out this week um but can you tell us what films are coming out at the cinemas in oh. uh, this is america is what we're talking about in the america. americas uh okay so we've got two films uh, keep watching by director sean carter Starring Bella Thorne, uh, Chandler Riggs, Natalie Martinez. Uh, synopsis. Did you uh, miss out a name then? Is it? Oh, I'm not. I, you, how, how do I say that? You I say thought you it. literally looked at it. It was like, I don't know how to read that. So That's exactly <laughs> what I did. But you drew attention to it. Yeah. Do you want to? How, how do I say no, that? No, I have no idea. That's why I thought I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I own Grufford. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? 
fine. I thought it was someone that you would all know and I would get laughed at, so that's why I didn't say it. But Okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, a family becomes imprisoned in their home by intruders who force them to play a life and death game where the mysterious rules become clear as the Ooh. night unfolds. Have you seen the trailer to this? No. It's like a found footage, but with security cameras throughout the house. Um, it actually looks like quite a lot of fun. It's got 6.1, I think, on IMDb right oh, now. Not bad. Which is decent. But for an opening of a horror film, pretty low. Normally they start high and then drop uh. very quickly. Hmm. Um, but the trailer looks right. I, I want to see this. Whether I'd go to cinema or not, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, it's Halloween. It's not anymore. <laughs> Fuck it. It is. Oh, <laughs> it is for us. Mm. Not for that. No, not when you're listening. So, um, sorry, guys. What else is coming out? What else? Well, I, I know this is what comes after Halloween. A bad mom's Christmas. There it is. Oh. That's what's next. Oh, ready? Uh, I know. I know. Uh, directors uh, John Lucas, Scott Moore, starring Christian Bell, Mila Kunis, Justin Hartley, Catherine Hahn, and Susan Sarandon. A Bad Mom's Christmas follows our three underappreciated and overburdened women as they rebel <laughs> against the challenges and expectations of the Super Bowl for Mom's Christmas. Hmm. I, I mean, if that laugh. doesn't scream, watch me. I don't know what does, really. Oh, man. I didn't see the original, so no. I can't really. I think you can These are the same hear how enthused we are about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I did watch the trailer to this a few times because it's been in cinemas when we've been at films. This looks terrible. Mm -hmm. I just can't also believe that there are Christmas films already hitting the cinemas. (laughs) Halloween is not over yet, people. We're already celebrating Christmas. Well, I think it's by the time we get to September now, isn't it? That's when you start getting ready for Christmas. I like how it follows our three underappreciated and overburdened... They look like a fucking nightmare to me from the trailers. (laughs) (laughs) I think they look just appreciated enough. Mm. Yes. I also don't like that all the portrayals in these... Again, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. I could be off track completely. But from the trailers, it seems to be women who are in these like 1950s-style wife-husband roles who then break out of it to become basically the hangover-style, crazy, Mm -hmm. wild, drug-fueled, drunk like trips yeah and there's no medium (laughs) (laughs) like i i take offense to the fact that we expect that that's the gender role of women should be in to begin with and then the the natural reaction to that is go to the absolute extreme (laughs) but that's just me Haruka, as the only woman around the table, <laughs> how, how do you feel as, as the speaker of all, all women across the world? I don't, know, I don't want to anger, you know, other women. women so <laughs> I'm a bit cautious about these things. Will you go and see Bad Mom's Christmas? No. There we go. I think that says everything. There you go. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what is happening with the video games this week? Well, quite a big release. Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. On PlayStation Four mm. and Xbox One. And uh, Steve, Steven Universe Save the Light, Xbox One. I've heard of that. Steven Universe is a cool... Which network is that? Is that Cartoon Network? People love this show. It's really nicely animated. Um, I know kids oh, who cool. love it. It's one of those ones that is... It's not like Rick and Morty where it's, you know, really for adults. and But it's genuinely mm. for kids. But adults can really enjoy it as well. Mm. Great. Um, yeah, it's a really, really cool style. So I'm trying to see... Yeah, it's Cartoon Network. Um, I haven't seen this game though. It's normally hot garbage from Cartoon Network games. Yeah. <laughs> who knows um, I'm trying to look up the Call of Duty um, what do you call it grossing numbers what do you call it for sales figures I guess <laughs> gross numbers yeah they're just gross because they obviously used to be every single every year they were the biggest uh, game out that year in terms of sales the last one wasn't particularly well received started to drop a little bit mm. um, quite a lot so I'm looking here. And it doesn't feel like this one's had a massive buzz about it. 
really, from what I've Yeah, they kept climbing all the way until 2011 with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And then I think they dropped a little bit. Yeah. That's as far as this graph is going. But I remember definitely there were a couple of years where they dropped. Not drastically. Um, but I'm intrigued this year because there's been so many games that are great. If... Oh, here we go. I've got it all here. Blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. Oh, no, that's not up to date either. Uh, yeah, I'm interested how this one does. And it's coming off the back of Battlefield 1 from last year. That was in World War 1. And this one's mm. going back to World War 2. Um, which I love World War 2 shooters a lot more because they're slower paced. But this doesn't look slower paced. This looks like they somehow no. made World War 2 as frenetic as a Michael Bay movie, which doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Uh, what... US. I'll oh, just to clarify. I think in the UK, a bad mum's Christmas is also coming out over here. So lucky us. Uh, what US Blu-ray releases? So we have a Charlie Brown Christmas in 4K because everyone needs to see that in 4K. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Halo, the complete video collection, mm-hmm. Outcast Season One, and The Dark Tower in 4K. Oh, the Dark Tower. Um. <laughs> That's all we need to say about the Dark well, Tower. Yeah, <laughs> just, just oh, the Dark I haven't Tower. seen it yet. Um, just a real disappointment at that. Yeah. yeah, like I just, those books deserve a fantastic franchise mm-hmm. built around them. So it's a real shame. Um, the Halo collection, by the way, um, has all of the Halo stuff in it. So you've got Halo Forward Until Dawn, the live action show. Yep. You've got Halo Nightfall, which was that live action show produced by Ridley Scott. Um, you've got Halo Fall of Reach, which I think was the CGI one, if I remember correctly, or was that live action as well? Um, and you've got Halo Legends, which was that anime series like the Animatrix yeah. and like the Batman one Gotham Knight uh, which all down so you're getting all the Halo everything Halo ever basically in one Blu-ray box for like £15 which is <laughs> fucking great because some of it's genuinely good like really, really some of the anime's alright but actually some of the live action I remember Forward Unto Dawn it's good uh, one of the probably I mean possibly the best computer game adaptation of all time <laughs> which isn't saying much there should be a good Halo film really oh Should yeah know. do you know what I mean it's yeah but they spent like Spielberg and um, uh, Bloomcamp spent so long. five years trying to get it off the mm. ground and they just couldn't get the money that they wanted no and when Spielberg can't get the money he wants you know that's a which problem. is insane yeah. to think a property like Halo that you can't yeah but they wanted amass. the money you need to make they wanted Lord of the Rings properly. money um, and people you know weren't willing no. to give Lord of the Rings money mm. Which is real strange because yeah, Neil Bloomkamp will do a very interesting Halo movie. But yeah. then they used they both used the design work and stuff from that in other movies. You know, right. They took it in and used it in their their subsequent films. So you see a lot of Halo elements in other things. Like you watch Edge of Tomorrow to some Halo. You watch mm, Chappies and right. like, of course. Yeah. Uh, UK Blu-ray releases. What are we getting over here in Old Blighty? We are getting a silent voice in this corner of the world. Batman versus Two Face, the villainess. It comes at night. <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve, <laughs> 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 I've been so good all the way through. Yeah, you've been doing well. Ah, oh, dearie, Steve Welcome Boy, <laughs> Transformers: Colon the Last Night in 4K. You did it. You do listen. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen. I do listen. I love you. Uh, Asylum Voices, this anime film we saw way earlier in the year, in like January, February. Um, over here in yes. cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like this. Actually, it took me by surprise. It's yeah. a very preachy. Um, which sounds like it'd be negative, but it's a very preachy kind of agenda-based tale about bullying in school mm-hmm. uh, to do with people who are uh, what, what I've forgotten the exact context of. She's, she's mute, deaf. Or deaf, deaf, and mute, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really touching, and I think it's actually very smart with how it deals with mm-hmm. 
the repercussions of bullying over things like that. Yeah. Um, be- beautifully animated. I think it was um, funded, part of the funding came from the Japanese uh, Ministry of Education or something. Really? That yeah. makes sense. Mm. But it wasn't as preachy as I feared it would be. No. Um, it felt, it still felt very like... Well, it's dark. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. really dark. It's really dark, yeah. And it's based on the comic, series of comic books, right. which was really good. I, re- I read it after we went, the, we went to see the film. It's really good. Yeah, I'd highly recommend that. Uh, Tamara, did you ever confirm or deny a certain studio's involvement with that film? Was it a different one? There was an anime film out at that point. I did not recall. Okay, so we can't talk about that. So don't worry. Um, Batman vs. <laughs> Two-Face, we talked about another week. That's already been out in the US. That's actually the last ever Adam West performance before he passed away, where he was reprising uh, his 1960s Batman. But for these animated movies, this is the second one of them, where the feature-length animated movies, but done in the Adam West style with him doing the voice of Batman. So this is the last time you get that. And The Villainess is a Korean film that's meant to be fantastic female sort of dark martial arts movie um cool. that looks really cool uh it comes at night i talked about last week on the whole halloween podcast to so go listen to that and uh steam boy is from the director of the original well the original the only akira so far thankfully <laughs> um and it's a real mixed bag to be honest steam boy i find but great animation at the time the 3d probably looks bad now Hmm. That was like 2001 or 2000, I think. But he hadn't directed a full feature-length film since Akira, mm-hmm. I think, at that point. So it was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all steampunky, right? Very That's steampunky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when it came out. Those are the things that you can spend those monies that you earn by going to real jobs and doing real things. If you have any left after the last week, obviously. Yeah. With the <laughs> splurge true. of new stuff that there was. So... So, luckily, yeah. Box Office Mojo, which wasn't letting me into their weekend actuals, is now letting me in. Um, so, I can quickly read off what happened at the box office over the weekend. Number 20 is a film called Marshall. Never heard of it. 19, My Little Pony, colon, the movie. Never heard of it. 18, The Snowman. <laughs> Required viewing, as, <laughs> as stated by me and Haruka. Uh, 17, Same Kind of Different as Me. 16, The Lego Ninjago Movie. It's all in caps, that bit. So. <laughs> 15, The Mountain Between Us. 14, Kingsman, colon, The Golden Circle. <laughs> 13, Victoria and Abdul. 12, American Maid. Uh, new at number 11, first week is Let There Be Light. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Sounds like a religious film. Or a Rolling Stones concert. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't see any yeah. details on that number 10 is it number 9 in a huge bomb and one of the biggest news things this week to do with movies is Suburbicon uh, 8 is The Foreigner 7 is Only The Brave uh, new at number 6 is Thank You For Your Service which I have some friends went to see and said it's well worth it number 5 Blade Runner 2049 still hanging in uh, number 4 is Happy Death Day Number three is Geostorm, somehow inexplicably <laughs> still in the top three movies Amazing. Uh, in its week two. Number two is Tyler Perry's Boo 2! Exclamation mark, a media Halloween, um, which is a very yeah, American thing. I don't think to English people oh. it means much. What? Media Halloween. That. Yeah, it's a brand. It's a whole comedy thing that they have uh, over there. And it's okay. just, it's like, I, don't, I didn't know what it was. I saw it in LA, not the film, but posters and people had to explain to me what it was, the last one. It's a big deal if there. It looks terrible to me. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, he is definitely back. Jigsaw. 
uh, with sixteen and a half million dollars. Nice. Wow. Um, what was the budget? Ten million dollars. So already in profit. Well done. Uh, is it enough though to continue a new franchise of jigsaw movies? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I care. I'll tell you why I care. Because I think they've noticed Paranormal Activity was what took over from Jigsaw. It's the yearly annual uh, horror franchise. And then Paranormal Activity fell out of favor. So Jigsaw thought we can come back in, steal it again. I want something different. <laughs> I like having an annual horror franchise. There's only room for one. There's not room for two <laughs> in the marketplace. Like the box office can't handle it. So... There's only ever one. I don't want Jigsaw to make enough money that we get eight more Jigsaw movies before another horror franchise can come in and do something different. Mm. I want something new that's annual. Ideally, slasher. <laughs> when I say new, more Friday 13th. Thank you. Um, anything else anybody wants to say? Lee, I don't know when you'll next be on a podcast. So if there's anything you want to voice to the to, to peoples, do it now. Mario, play it. It's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I Not have to say. Not in co-op. Not in co-op, no. Not with Al anyway. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, how can people interact with you on the webs? On, on the interwebs, uh, my website, leecomedy.co.uk, if you want to see more about me and what I do. How do you spell your second name? Uh, C-O-M-L-E-Y. And you say it, Comley, Al, oh, just so you know in the future. Uh, I'm on Twitter at ITV. Hang on. So your name is literally two Lees sandwiched. Yes. With a, with a cum in the middle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, there are so many things I could say to that that I'm not going to, but yes, that is exactly what it is. Wow. Just checking. It's a cam sandwich. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, yeah, so Twitter, Lee Comley ITV. And uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. Lee Comley ITV. Which is, yeah, for our international viewers, is a huge um, TV station over here. So ITV, as ITV. you would say it. Haruka Abe. Hi, um, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry, we told so many fucking video games this podcast, it's all bad, but we appreciated your views on Thor and Ragnarok and Tamro. It was very enjoyable. I, I loved how passionate you guys both were. Oh, we could, do, we could do a Mario <laughs> special for two hours. Oh, we yeah, could. I, know yeah. this. I know this, yeah. Um, yeah, find me on Instagram, uh, uh, Haruka, Haruka Haruka, and on Twitter, it's Haruka4BE, I think. Anyway, you'll find me if, you, if you're desperate. Just Google Haruka Abe and things will turn up. Yeah. Delete those and then on <laughs> social media. Careful you click on. Yeah. Tanori Shiba. Shiba? No. Shiba. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, and uh, Tanro Ishida, T-A-N-R-O-H-I-S-H-I-D-A. And for Japanese listeners, there is uh, my blog as well on oh, yeah. Amebro. Um, you can Google Translate it, maybe. Are you still talking about food on your blog? No. Oh, um, damn it. Lots of politics these days because oh, of what's going on. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read about food. <laughs> <laughs> food <laughs> politics is, is fine. Instagram is my food. You used to do food in your blog, though, when you uh, started it, right at the beginning. I still do sometimes, but okay. like... I don't read Japanese, so if it's just a yeah. picture, that's all I can tell. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Uh, if people type in Tanro Ishida to Google, will they get will any, will any porn come up, or is it just appropriate I things? I think it's okay now. Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> there was a time, yes. Have we really descended now. into this right at the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're coming. Well, actually, saying that, if you put it... <laughs> 
in, you were on, technically on Pornhub, we discovered accidentally, didn't we? It wasn't we were Pornhub, it. it was some porn. I thought it was Pornhub. Was, <laughs> yeah, a competitor to Pornhub for... Get your hubs correct, huh? I know. <laughs> oh, goodness me. That's when, but that's when we decided, that's when you know you've made it as an actor, when you get on porn channels as well for scenes you've done in movies that people think... A worthwhile. Can we enough. just clarify that Haruka has not done porn? <laughs> She's not done <laughs> yes. porn. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Could you kind of skipped over that a little bit? Uh, yeah. Uh, you wait not till, that we know you wait till anyway. our project's out, Lee. You'll get you'll get on some red tubes as well. Don't worry about it. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, I've been your host, Mr. Al White, on all the social medias. If you want to t- tell me off for how I treat my guests. And Please do. Yes. Mr. Al White, also on the Xbox, if you want to play some video games. But only... Which game? Friday the 13th. Thank you very much, Lee. We will see you all on Friday with our first of a child's play retrospective and then on Tuesday with the next episode of This Garbage. And we're out. Geeks. 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 Geeks.